Today on Gamerhead Radio, Microsoft wreaks havoc on the video game industry. Congratulations are in order. Our goat has evolved into a Tasmanian devil with an Uzi. And Star Citizen, <laughs> more like Dwarf Citizen. <laughs> Nerd jokes. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. We're being civilians! Come on! Uh, this is Goat. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, so I can't. Enthusiasm. It's like, I know it's coming. I know it's going to happen. Just just deadpan, just like... And I'm goat. And well, just what every am I supposed to do with the AKAs and the fins and the torns and the the, the torns? I, I, I'll tell you what though. Would, would, I have no idea what a it torn might be is, alarming but... if if we got to goat at one point and he was just like, "Hey, it's goat." Yeah, I'd I'd be concerned. I just feel like I, I yeah. don't have a lot to fill in the table. You guys have all your aliases, and I just. I live behind the, uh, well, the you, black veil. For a while, you were fancy pants goat. These and, pants, I mean, yeah. No pants goat. Dude, these, yes. pants, these are fucked up pants goat today. Well, so, so, <laughs> there so, so there you go. Today, you're fucked up pants goat. That's right. That's right. Digging, many, digging the bottom of the dresser to stay. How many pairs of pants can one goat wear? Uh, it, it, it's laundry day goat. I mean, you know, and, <laughs> it, really right. anything. Right. Just something. Just, I'm goat. It's just like, okay, Eeyore. Uh, right. but back uh, to Eeyore. All right, all right, all right. I'll bring the spice and the... You you've opened like a giant like industrial sized can of worms for this now. I'm, I'm okay. We with expect this. flavor, I am, man. I am. Rec- oh, we're going am, to flavor country. I am okay. Uh, I am fully aware that I'm being recorded, and this will be in the podcast. And you heard it here, folks. Next week, uh, make sure that you come back to find out how Goat introduces himself, because um, well, my expectations are now very high. Yeah, gloves are off. Yeah. So, John, how was your week? My week was uh, tremendously busy, as tends to be the case. Very much a trend. Uh, not bad. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my son. Um, I just happened to have a certain lineup of time where I spent time with my boy. It was a good week, you know? Um, that's it, man. That was, I mean, well, those were exactly your plans last week, so I'm glad that that all worked <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Way to stick to it. Yeah. Well, typically, whenever I make plans to do something, fucking not at all. It never happens ever the way I want it to happen, but this week actually went the way I wanted it to. Not eventful, but it went how I planned. So Congratulations. I like the parent thing, though, though. Like, you see at the end there, he's like, yeah, I just... Wait a minute, I actually did what I said I was going to do. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I say I spent time with my son, what I mean is I spent most of my week taking my game collection out of his hands because he's walking and tall enough now to pull all of my games off my shelf, and he's trying to chew on them. I time to get higher shelves, sir. Oh, time to build a fucking vault in the floor and put all my games in it is what it is. Gun safe. You rent, I wouldn't recommend there that. But. There you go. It's true. It's true. Gun, Plus, gun below safe. me is the, uh, is the laundry room, so really what I'm saying is I'm just going to put my games in the washing machine. And we've been there. I think we found a flaw in your plan, sir. Oh, damn it. Goat, how was your week? Uh, I got a day job, so I uh, I think I did the math. I walked 54 miles today. Or Yay. not today, this week. Yay, cardio. Yay, income. Woo. Yay, woo. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, that's about it. Nothing really exciting other than, yay, I work for the man. <laughs> Money. <laughs> is, is your boss actually male? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, technically, I work for the men then, because I work for my boss and the lead. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, accuracy. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, I did seven hours of yard work today. I am tired. I have. I, it's been a long time since I've enjoyed a beer as much as the one I'm drinking right now. I'm sure. So, huzzah. Um, 
Um, yeah, just did a whole lot of, you know, just did the whole fall cleanup thing, a lot of, you know, raking and brush trimming. You guys probably saw the mountain of brush out, out on out on the did. curb. And so, goat, what? I didn't see it. <laughs> no idea. I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to leave and go, wow, how did I miss that mountain of brush? Yep. Yes, that is. I promise <laughs> you that is what's going to happen. You're going to text me. You're going to say, Yep, I was right. And, it's always um, worth it, though, because uh, listeners, uh, Charlie has a phenomenal backyard. Every time, every time, every time we come over. I don't know about phenomenal. No. It's, it's coming it's along. It's fantastic. But, every time we come wife. over here, there's something new and awesome. <laughs> I like, know your wife talks about your rear end pretty well. Yeah. yeah. He does so. good work, man. The guy, the guy knows what he's doing. Oh, and we're I, talking about the actual backyard. Oh. Right. <laughs> My <laughs> God. What? Now I'm curious as to the conversations you and Michelle are having. Um, We're besties. Uh, that terrifies <laughs> me to no end. It's like a loot crate. I pay her $20 a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of the no. All of the no. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's madness. Yesterday was like the first day where I only like worked half of the day and the rest of the day I relaxed. It was, it was, it was majestic. I can hardly Is, believe the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly seems real. Yeah. I, I, you would follow that up with seven hours of crushing yard work, though. Yep, sure would. Um, yeah, I have um, um, Yeah, I have work to do after the podcast. So, yeah, I, I put it off so I could actually relax yesterday. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, uh, fall TV started. Michelle and I, uh, we, we, we watch a lot of TV. And um, so, yeah, we started watching um, uh, Blind Spot, the, the, the one show about, like, the girl who, like, wakes up, like, with chemically induced amnesia covered in, ta- in tattoos. Out of a bag in Times Square, it's it's really fascinating. Two episodes in, and I'm I'm absolutely hooked. So, is this the first season show? It's a, it, like, yes, brand yeah. new. Yeah, brand brand new show started up. Uh, the main um, actress, the one that, the, the the woman who plays the the the, the, the tattooee the, with amnesia, is uh, Sif from the, from the Thor movies. Oh, and um, so yeah, I she, like her. She's she, a good actress. Yep, yep. She Jamie knows. something or other. I don't remember yeah, her last name. Yeah, yeah, didn't catch her name. Does she wear an Apple Watch? I have no idea. What okay. a strange question to ask about an actress from a TV show. Why did you ask me that? Because she's covered in tattoos, and I figured she probably wouldn't since the Apple Watch doesn't work with people in tattoos. Anyways. This is a real thing for us tattooed fellow women. So so if you like like mysteries and kind of like... If just the rundown of the show has intrigued you, it's um it's definitely interesting. Like the tattoos are like clues to crimes that are are happening, and of course we're only two episodes in, so we have no idea really what's going on at this point. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's not going to end up being anything like my guesses right now, but um but yeah, all of the tattoos are brand new, like done within like like it, it seems like they 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 kidnapped this girl, covered her in tattoos. Excuse me, woman uh, kidnapped this woman, covered her in tattoos, um, put her in a duffel bag, dumped her in the middle of Times Square. Uh, gave her some drug that's like a chemically induced amnesia, so she doesn't she she doesn't know her own name, and um, and uh, yeah, that's the setup for the show. And um, the uh, the the other the male lead in the show, he's an FBI agent whose name is tattooed on her back, and like this is like giant thing. So the first thing that they do is say, "Who's this guy? Oh, he's an FBI agent. Oh, we should probably go get him." And uh, so yeah, it's actually it's it's super curious. Um, I I just hope it, this is one of those shows where I hesitate to get into. Tell me if you guys do the same thing, where. I almost want to wait to make sure it gets renewed for a second season because this is one of those shows where if they don't finish it, it's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Because it's it, there's so much mystery and so much setup that if I don't get the payoff of finding out what the hell is going on, I'm going to be really upset. Um, considering I survived Firefly, I feel like anything after that is I'm impervious to that idea. 
Well, but I understand your point. Yeah. I, I hate not... I'll, I'll finish a, a show I start that I don't even like because I can't start something and not finish it. Oh, okay. And and so I hate not seeing how things end. Do you ever me. do you ever wait like for sh- like in a situation like this, have you ever like just waited to start something just to make sure it got renewed or something like that or do you just, um, do you just certain dive in? shows, you know, um yeah, I've done it a couple times. I okay. don't do it as much anymore um because I've gotten kind of picky about what I spend my time on, but sure, I used enough. to, yeah. Go do you do you watch a lot of TV? I actually don't even know. I mean like like a lot of like like primetime TV. No, I watch like almost zero primetime television. Okay. Probably because I'm more worried about the new releases. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, on that note, um, we, we only have two days of releases this next week on October 6th. It's October, man. That is, it is. I mean, yes, like, I know is. this is a constant, like, I'm constantly like, oh, my God, it's April. Oh, my God, it's July. No, oh, my God, it's you October. You would be correct but... in stating as such because it's horrifying. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, October 6th, um, Disgaea 5, Alliance of Vengeance, hitting the PS4. Um, Dengeki Bunko, Fighting Climax. Please be a Vita game. Uh, on the PS3 and the Vita. You're yeah. welcome. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, Game of the Year edition uh, on the PS4 and the Xbox One. I, I presume it has all the, the, the DLC and all that fun stuff. Rock Band 4 is coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. I uh, my, my, my pre-order shall, should be uh, hitting my work. I feel like this day, is so. coming up very quietly. Like, they're not really making a big... It's big of a deal. They about are the like on, of this on like Facebook and like Twitter. They're really like promoting the hell out of it. Like they've been slowly releasing like the track lists and things. And so, like on social media, they've been pushing it. But I haven't seen like any TV commercials and nothing yeah, like that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, maybe I'm not watching the right shows. I don't know. But um, uh, Transformers Devastation uh, P, uh, coming out on the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. So is um, that really nifty looking animated one like, that looks like the G1 Transformers? Yeah, yeah, stills from this game look like G1 Transformers. The video the TV from series. this game looks like stills, and it's being done by Platinum Games. And mm-hmm. their last release outside of Bayonetta uh, was uh, at uh, Metal Gear Metal Gear Revengeance. Not uh, sure if that's a good or a bad thing, but uh, <laughs> depends on who you ask. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very. This is another game that I'm hoping gets reviewed very well, but uh, also yeah. drops in price quickly. Um, <laughs> Ride is coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, Metal Gear Online um, is hitting your, I assume, Grand Theft Auto Five copies on PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Uh, Onigiri is uh, coming out on the PS4. Uh, Saint Seiya Soldier's Soul. Try saying that five times fast on the PS3 and the PS4. Super Meat Boy, PS4 and Vita Digital. Uh, Elite Dangerous is coming out on the Xbox One. John, are you excited for that? Um, I Well, technically I already own it. I bought the preview copy, which gives you access to the full release of the game. When it, when it, because essentially what they're doing is what they've been doing is patching the game like every couple okay. of weeks or something. But with this patch, they're declaring it a final release, like a full release. They're going to keep supporting it with patches and updates. Sure, but I mean, so so this isn't really adding like content or features that you don't already have. Um, to my knowledge, no. But I also okay. haven't looked at the recent patch release for gotcha. it either. So hopefully, so it's a good game. Pick cool. it up. It's fun. This is the uh, this is the big open world uh, space uh, flight sim yes. game that we've talked about. On that they said episodes. they will be adding. Um, right now, it's just a massive galaxy with tons of places to dock and space hubs and. P, like uh, PvP combat, space combat stuff, but they said they will be making it so you can go down onto the planet and you can get out on space stations and on planets and walk around. Cool. So. Uh, read-only memories on the Windows, Mac, and Linux and Prison Architect on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Yes, that's the thing. Oh, it's Oct- face lit up. Prison Architect? That uh-huh. sounds like something I could just... Destroy. Oh, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a PC game. Go. Yeah, of course it is. All yeah. the good stuff goes to PC. <laughs> on October 9th, Uncharted: The Nathan Drake Collection. It's coming out on the PS4, and Chibi Robo Ziplash on the 3DS. 
and of course, this is the first episode of the month. So uh, for your Xbox Live Games with Gold, uh, free games for October 2015, uh, Valiant Hearts is already out on the Xbox One, is available f- through October 1st through October 31st. And uh, also, Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1 is hitting uh, Xbox One on October 16th and will be available through November 15th, a full month. It is also hitting the Xbox 360 on October 16th, but only available until October 31st. In addition, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes is the free game on the 360 for the first half of October from the 1st through the 15th. I believe that has now been the free game on pretty much every single platform that it has been yeah, available on. kind of consistently. <clears throat> at some point, uh, sometime or another. On the PlayStation side of things, uh, PlayStation Plus free games for October of 2015. Super Meat Boy, uh, previously announced as coming out on the PS4 and the PS Vita. Broken Age on the PS4 and the PS Vita. Uh, Unmechanical Extended on the PS4 and the PS3. Chariot on the PS3. Kick Beat on the PS3 and the Vita. And Kung Fu Rabbit on the PS3 and the Vita. Um, uh, my, my take on these, uh, these two free games lists is, um, I think, in general, uh, uh, Xbox has a better list this week as in, in terms of like you know top-tier games and, and whatnot. However, I have played every single one of these. So I, uh, um, I, I, uh, I am completely them. SOL on the Xbox side of things for, uh, for this month. Yep, yeah. Sadly, it's the only time I get bummed out with Games of Gold is when they put stuff up there I already own. I feel like, I mean, like, it, financially it makes zero sense to do this, but I feel like they should throw a bone to, like, somebody in my situation where it's like, Here, here's all these games, oh, you already bought them, huh? You know, it's yeah, throw yeah. me something. Just, like, like have, like, a fifth game that you only get if you already owned all the other games or something like it. Just Maybe something so, like yeah, that. Yeah, I'd be know. cool with it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, are you guys excited for anything on this list? Uh, I'm excited for Rock Band 4, of course, and Transformers. Um, uh, Transformers and the, the Nathan Drake collection, even though I've already played the Uncharted games. I, you going to replay them? I, I would absolutely replay those. Oh. I've been wanting to replay them again. They were just great adventures, man. I cool. loved them. Go, did you play through the Uncharted's? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for 4, and that's on the list of getting a PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does I'll probably get the collection and all that. Just right, right, right. All the Nathan at once. That they were taking the multiplayer out. Though they're not putting the multiplayer in because even though I know you guys aren't multiplayer guys, yeah, the the multiplayer in the Uncharted games is actually really fun. And really, the okay. And third one, yeah, I enjoyed them a lot. Actually, are the are the servers still up and running for the PS3 yeah. versions? Yeah, I wonder are. why they I, didn't just tie it in. I don't know. That is weird. I'm sure hmm. because it would have taken resources to port that stuff over too, and they were looking at it going, well, the amount of people still playing them, and who's really going to play uh, them? Maybe well, that many people didn't play it to start with, so maybe okay. it's just not worth the money. Gotcha. But I liked them; they were fun. Go, you looking forward to anything on here? Yeah, Rock Band Four. Hmm. I mean. It's a, it's a free dexterity upkeep for me. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So, uh, so those are our, those are our games. So, uh, uh, goat, what have you been playing the last week? Uh, let's see. Uh, struggling <clears throat> with with the Batman and, and, <laughs> and the tanks. Yikes! Like it's just it's getting to the point where I, I have to talk myself into it. Cause, like I'm stuck at those tanks, and I'm like I don't want to do the tanks. Stuck as in you don't like doing it, or are you actually stuck? A little bit of both. Yeah. It does get kind of harder toward the end. Um, so I took a, a breather, and uh, and I think I'm only like, I think I'm like halfway through, maybe three quarters of the way through Valiant Hearts already. Just blasted through that God, again. I love that game. <laughs> yeah, really good. Game. They were like here, and I'm like, hey, more achievements yeah. and the new system. Here we go. Because I played it on 360 originally. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll take the double achievements. Uh it's great. Um, and I for once I will I will appease you two. It looks oh. better on the one. The one is where I played it originally, so oh, uh, it's crisp yeah. and like the line. I'm like, wow! Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like it's almost like uh, 
I mean, obviously 360, whatever, but like mm-hmm. to, to put it in perspective, like the one version looks like a brand new trade comic and the 360 looks like the original. Ah, I, gotcha. Ah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I um, as soon as you said that you're playing it for double achievements, my eyes lit up. It's like, oh yeah, I play that again for double achievements. Oh wait, I already played it on the Xbox One. So wah wah. Yeah, you have to wah, play it on 360 wah. and the right. Xbox. Right. Yep. 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 Yeah. yep. One there. So, Sorry, buddy. I, I suppose I could replay first season of Walking Dead for double achievements, but uh, that's yeah. my plan. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um. Well, because uh, well, then, I. It's been so long. I'll be like, oh, it's like brand new again. I, I don't. Two, a yeah, couple of years it, ago that I finished that. <laughs> as far as playing a game through a second time after like a really long break, that would actually be a good one because you're, I'm not going to remember all the same decisions that I no. made. Yeah. And even if I do, finding out what happens when I make other decisions would be interesting. And, you, and, and I'd like to say that we've, we've grown as men and we'll make completely different decisions as, as, as two years older. Well, you won't, but I might. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I, I absolutely will not be doing that because um, it will be... Um, if I ever finish, well, okay. So I am struggling with Metal Gear Solid Five. Is, is the white flag slowly raising well, up? No, so, no, I'm struggling with it because it's like I feel like I, I'm getting sucked in. Is my problem? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, I've gotten to the point where I'm having to like do the resource management, and it's making my OCD very happy. And um, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's it's it's. The, just the amount of stuff and detail. I think I said this before. The amount of just stuff and detail that there is in this game is just mind-boggling. Like, all the different things that there are to do and keep track of. And it's like, bleh, it's crazy. And so it's... I'm, I'm, I'm getting sucked in to the point where I'm... It's, this is... John, you asked me this last week because mm-hmm. you, 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 you didn't... Uh, you, I never explained this to you. The reason why I don't like MMOs is because I like to play games. I play games for the story. Mm-hmm. Um and I like to finish the story. It's like, and I like to move on to the next. You story. like it to be bookended. Yes, very much so. Which point is, A to point B, move on. Point A, point B. <laughs> exactly. And so I, uh, this is why I don't get into MMOs because it's they're literally games that never end for the most part. Mm. I mean, sure they they have narratives in them that you can get all the way through, but I mean, still, I mean, it's uh, there's no credits. You you get sucked <laughs> in, you know, and you know, uh, that is that is what's currently happening to me with with uh, with. Uh, with the you know, Metal Gear Solid 5. It does have an ending. My brother told me it does have a definitive ending. I and Ryan on told me it does have a definitive <laughs> I, ending. I, I, I'm sure that it does. However, the, the other side of me that I'm having a problem with here is that I'm a completionist with a lot of things. Sure. And I, I'm, I'm to the point where it's like I, I do all like my side missions and my other stuff before I move on to like the stories. Like, you know, that that's just how I move, how I kind of play through things. And it's like I'm... I don't know how many hours I put into this game. I would guess 20 at this point, maybe. Um, I think I've completed, I want to say, around 15 of the story missions. I think there's... Well, there, I know that there's at least 40-something. Uh, I don't know how many there actually are. But um, I know that I'm 4% of the way through the game. I'm sorry. No, I just cracked 5%. Ooh, I was, I was at I was at 2 or 3% last week. Yeah. And it's like, at this rate, it will be a year before I finish this game. But a lot of the completionism... A lot of that percentage comes from all the side stuff. I, I know. So if you're and looking to get through the narrative, my brother told I'm me it actually sucked doesn't in, take John. that long. Oh, I'm no. getting sucked in. <laughs> oh no! Is this gonna be? Is this? This might be my like Fallout Three, which couldn't have come at a worse time because Fallout Four comes out in a month. Well, better start <laughs> playing, buddy. God, yeah. So, so I got through. I, I'm working on that, but um, I'm definitely getting it. I, I said oh. last week I think I need to get it more. 
like just in terms of how I played it. And I've seen this recommendation all across online through you know Kotaku and just various websites. And I, I finally took it to heart this last week. And there, that recommendation is stop caring so much about what your score is going to be. Just yeah. have fun just with play. the game and just play through it. Because I was being all stealthy. I was getting like doing everything I could to not be detected. And then I was just like, it, it took me two hours to finish a mission. And it's just like, because because I I made I did that to myself. I made it take so long because I was being so careful to not get detected. Sure, I got a great score, but it's like it was a really long time for me to get. You're, you are artificially lengthening your yes, play experience. Exactly. By doing that. Not the and point of interest. Yes, there's 40 missions in the story. You said. At least. You've done 5% in 20 hours. Well, that's 5% overall completion, not story completion. Okay. Yeah. 5% uh-huh. in 20 hours. Uh-huh. Fuck it. Get to the game. Yeah. that's <laughs> You've got yeah. plenty to, to, to give keep you occupied some, other points. some motivation to, uh-huh. to stay on target. Okay. Stay uh, on my target. brother, I, I saw him earlier. That's what you got. Stay it. on target. Stay on target. <laughs> my, my brother, I saw him earlier today, and I, I asked him, hey, how you doing with Metal Gear? And he said, I'm a... Uh, is that what's your percentage at? He says, uh, I think he said 89% wow. or 91%. How many hours? Like, that. like 230 hours. Jesus. You know, my brother, my brother, a lot of villains fans keep asking, where's your brother been? That's where he's been. He's been on mother base. <laughs> okay. And we're not on mother base murdering uh-huh. everyone. You know, that's where he's been. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for the announcement. Yeah. Uh, the album's going to be about three weeks late. People blame yeah. snake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean like, and it's like on one hand, I mean, Bethesda, love you guys to death, but your games come out buggy. They just do, and so I, I kind of, I kind of don't mind if I don't get started with Fallout Four right away because that's, that's my. It's gonna strategy. take some batches, and um, for about twenty sixteen, they'll be ready for you. <laughs> They're usually pretty good I, about well, getting. Well, on no, it like fast. like a month, month, like like two months from release. Actually, sounds about yeah, right. January. Perfect. They'll be ready for yeah. you. So, um, so I figure I've got. I figure I've got until somebody at some point will write an article uh, and yeah. they'll say like, okay, you can play Fallout 4 now. Besides, Fallout's the perfect thing to, to bridge the gap between January and like March. May when <laughs> April, May when nothing is happening in release world. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Then, then uh, Michelle and I put some time into Lego Dimensions. Um, I am disheartened that she is not just over the moon about it as, as we were. Like really? she, um, well, she, she does, she's not a movie person. So like a lot of the, like she likes Batman and she likes Wizard of Oz, minor spoiler. And so like there's um there, there's a couple things in the game that she's been enjoying, but they don't they don't like make her they don't fill her fill her with like childlike glee like it did with us. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I hate having to deal with the portal. You just deal with all that. I just want to play the game. And I'm just like, oh well, okay. They're like that's part of the illusion, woman. <laughs> <laughs> and she <laughs> and um. The way the way I played it was is I I took the um because if you watched our our, our build uh, that we did on Periscope you know that that the the portal like the Lego part of the portal assembly basically is held onto the electronics part of the portal assembly by like just eight eight little pegs peg studs and so I took the main portal part off set it off to the side I took everything off set it off to the side. And as we played through the game together, it's like you start off as Batman. And so that I brought out Batman. I said, here, and he's like, here. And she's like, what do I do with this? And she's like, look at the screen. It's telling you to put Batman here. She's like, oh, okay. And she put it down. And so that's how we played through. And then so we got to the point where we're in the game. You're supposed to build the portal. And the instructions come up on screen. She's like, what the hell is this? And we're like, oh, now we have to build. She's like, I have to do what? 
<laughs> it's like we we have to build the portal look that's right there and she's like no i no no what no i always want to play the game i was like well thank god i built it already here snap done and <laughs> and then it's just like even then the batmobile comes up it's like 30 pieces and she's like i don't you bet you better have built that already i was like i did i did she, I did. she felt as though they were making her work to play her game Is uh it? she's just not a lego fan is what it comes down to oh. and you know she didn't she didn't grow up with them um and it's, it's, uh, it sounds like she doesn't like the physicality of the lego games she just likes the lego games themselves well it's like she she likes some things like she she definitely liked the whole scene with batman and gandalf gandalf like the introduction she's like this she 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 enjoyed that like the puns that were happening in there but um but uh yeah just having absolutely no uh attachment to actual physical legos like there there's no there's no um what's the word i'm looking for here nostalgia nostalgia yeah there's yeah. absolutely no nostalgic factor yeah. to the actual physical legos for her so this works out this is going to work out great for you cuz charlie gets to build a whole bunch of legos and go down nostalgia alley and then Michelle gets to play a game. <laughs> that was my theory as well until I realized, oh, but wait, all of the instructions for building these things are in game. So like we're gonna, gonna have to play ahead. We're gonna have to play well, but that's the thing. It's because Michelle Michelle's ADD is almost as bad as mine is. Like if I have to stop the game to like build something for twenty minutes or whatever. She's gone. She's gone. You yeah, get Stella Pop. That's the problem. She goes into Celepop and then I can't get her out. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it'll be. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm, I'm done building. Excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to get more feathers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm trying to figure out exactly how that's going to work. I may be playing out Lego Dimensions by myself. Not really sure. Aww. But uh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but, but achievements um, for a Lego game might suck her back in. And th- that's the thing. Verified. What we said before that um, is new. With Lego Jurassic Park, um, got carried into Lego Dimensions. You just got to make sure that uh, now this I'm saying this on uh, in regards to the Xbox One, and I'm presuming the the three the 360. I can't speak about any other platforms, but at least on the Xbox One, um, in the settings, you can assign controllers to players, and um, so you need to make sure that the controller that the person is using is assigned to them in the actual Xbox settings, and then in the game, make sure that when they then sign in. The key is that after they sign in, their their gamer tag needs to appear underneath the character's uh, name. Otherwise, they won't get credit for the achievements. Exactly. But she has gotten credit for every single achievement so far, and she is loving that because that is new. <laughs> Very so, nice. So there is that. You uh, Please refer to previous episodes about her rants about uh, um, no second lo- player equality. Yeah. No love and, for uh, P2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, that, that's been it for me, just those two games. Um, but um, dangerous, dangerous games they are. Indeed. Ja- John, how about you? Um, not much this week. More of the same because uh, for once in, in a long time, I'm actually trying to commit to finishing some of the things that I started. Uh, Megan and I are still playing Mass Effect 2. We're about halfway done with the game. Maybe a little bit more than halfway, depending on how quickly we get through all the uh, sort of secondary missions for the crew. That was going to um, be my next question. Are you doing the secondary stuff? Or yeah, are you? yeah. Okay. I wanted to see pretty much everything because okay. a lot of that secondary mission stuff, like, uh, I don't want to spoil anything even though the game's years old, but like uh, when you collect Samara, the Justicar, like the side mission for her and the person she's been chasing across the galaxy is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, fucking space vampire. Um, <laughs> and I won't say anything more than that, but it's what they, what they allow you to do. They give you choices in that story mission that are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just some of the side missions are really great. You know, Jack's side mission's really cool. And, um, you know, I pretty much got everybody um, except for um, except for Thane. You know, I haven't I haven't gotten Thane yet. Uh, well, he's the last one we're going to get. And then it's all side missions and then the remainder of what's left. So we're probably about maybe halfway, a little more through cool. than, than that for the game. 
Um, she loves it. I love it. It's great. We're only playing for like an hour at a time. Okay. Um, I did play. Um, I did play a little bit of. Um, I've been playing that uh, that Halo, that little top down, you know, Halo game. Um, that suddenly, all of a sudden, my brain. The Spartan one. The... Yeah, the Spartan. Uh, not Spartan Ops. Spartan something or other. Um, Spartan Assault. Spartan, Spartan Assault. That's yeah. it. Um, I've been playing that like little by little by little by little. It's a really short game. I can't mm-hmm. believe I haven't finished it already. It's got some fun stuff. Probably more fun with another player on its own. It, it gets a little boring, a little repetitive. Um, just trying to get through it. I want to finish yeah. it. Um, Let me know when you're playing that because I actually you just made me realize I actually started the first couple missions of that like several weeks ago and I never mentioned it. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I'd love to have somebody to play it with because it, it's it probably does play better with two players. Yeah. It's a really, it's an oddly faithful like adaptation of the way Halo feels, just mm-hmm. from a top-down perspective. It's really strange. It's yeah. like, what if you took Halo and pulled it out of a first-person perspective and made it look like, you know, like an RTS game, but it plays like Halo in first person. It's really weird. Um, so I'm playing a little bit of that. Uh, I'm still playing Street Fighter Four on my my DS because I don't really have anything else to play for it right now. I'm, I'm and I don't have the time to commit to playing anything else other than like, oh, well, I'm gonna. I'm going to kick somebody's teeth in while I'm taking a dump. You know? <laughs> and then I do that, and then I'm happy, and everybody wins. Uh, and then I have been playing, I'm probably about six hours, maybe seven hours into um, um, Peace Walker. <laughs> and uh, I opted to start playing that in lieu of, of you know skipping straight ahead to Ground Zeroes and then uh, Phantom Pain because my brother highly recommended I play it, of course. I talked about that a little bit last week, but I'm farther into it. I understand how it is. Um, knowing what I know about Metal Gear Solid Five. And seeing what I've seen, this is definitely like a precursor to that. And it is definitely, you can see that he took a lot of ideas from this and turned it into what he wanted. He wanted to take the ideas that worked for him and broaden them in Phantom Pain. And so he has done that and it's great. But okay. given that it was a game developed for the PSP, the original PSP, not the Vita, um, it was definitely ahead of its time for the type of game that it was, but by today's standards, it feels very restrictive. They reuse same way ground zeros was kind of, they use like five or six maps and they just reuse those maps and give you reasons to keep going back into them and replacing where all the soldiers are and what your objectives are. And, um, it plays enough like a metal gear game and the story is enough metal gear that it's, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm, I'm far enough into it that I'm going to finish it. But if I if I had to go back and do it over again, I'd probably skip it. So if you haven't played it yet, just watch watch a video with the cutscenes on YouTube. Okay. You know, not because I don't think it's a great game, but because I don't I don't necessarily think it's worth an eighteen hour playthrough. Okay. Which is approximately what how long to beat has it listed as. For just the not as a completionist. Um so yeah, that's it. That's all I played this week. Nothing too crazy. You know, tried to keep it light and simple and I'm determined to get through these the game games that I'm playing right now. So all right. And so now that you know what we did this last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry did this last week in video gaming. All right. Straight from the mouth of Bioware at number five, revisit the Galaxy Abroad, a new Mass Effect theme park attraction. Straight from their website, uh, Bioware has said you'll soon be able to hop aboard Commander Shepard's Favorite ride at California's Great America. <laughs> ah, what, how timely is that? Uh, Bioware is teaming up with Cedar Fair to create a dynamic 3D adventure set in the Mass Effect universe. The interactive ride, curated by a live performer, that's always cheesy as shit, by the way, 
Uh, curated by a life performer, will take guests on a journey to a distant planet where they will face off against larger-than-life foes and fight to save the day. Using cutting-edge 3D technology and 4D effects, the ride throws passengers right into the action, creating a fantastical adventure that they won't soon forget. Ride is expected to open in 2016 at California's Great America in Santa Clara, California, which puts them light years ahead of Ubisoft because they're not opening it in Malaysia. But they're putting it in the Bay Area. I will go to there. I will ride this ride. <laughs> I just, the, the place, like they have Magic Mountain down by Los Angeles. Like the fact that they put it in the Bay Area kind of threw me off. I was like, oh, right, that, 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 that is a Six Flags up there. Or <laughs> Great <laughs> America. I'm like, I completely forgot it existed. I'm like, why? Is there like a big, is there like a big, like, uh, like mass heads up there or something. I don't know. Uh, all I know is I'm gonna John. John and I are apparently gonna be taking a road, road trip, trip there when is, this opens. Is there any conceivable reason why people should not go to this other than maybe it's overpriced and or short, uh, long lines, cheesy? Well, that's the thing. It all depends on what it actually ends up being. Um, it's like yeah. if it's the equivalent of like Star Tours at Disney World. If you've ever been on Star Tours, oh like, yeah, that's totally worth a ride. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a long line sometimes, but it's cool. The experience is awesome. Mm-hmm. But what if it's the repurposed shuttle ride? That great America that's already there. Oh, no. Yeah. They the, climb <laughs> climb onto the Normandy, and it's like this little pod you hop into. Just shakes you around for a little bit, shows you a movie on the screen. <laughs> that's it. That's You're 4D. just watching the opening cutscenes to all three games. <laughs> <laughs> they just rattle you around anytime something explodes. Uh, and, they get, they, and they endorse you by giving your photo at the end of the ride. Yeah. You um, pays your money, and you takes your chances, kid. <laughs> that's the thing, though. Um, the live action um, uh, actor kind of... I'd rather I, I'd much rather have an animatronic like Commander Shepard, like even like put both Shepherds, like put regular Shep and Fem Shep on like both sides of the stage and have them like interact with each other. I, like, I would feel much like rather that happen. The best middle ground option for navigating that while giving somebody something who may not know who may not know Mass Effect, maybe give them something good to look at that fans will still appreciate. A good middle ground option to me is to put like. Garrus in one part and like Liara in another one. You know what I mean? Like, like well, sure. animatronic versions of them or something. Because having the like male or female versions of Shepard, most people use the character creators to make them look like themselves. That's and true. So they may not recognize those versions of Shepard. Yeah. That that's a good point. That's a good point. Really, you guys are just gonna take people's dreams. There are millions, literally millions of video game animators who are interning right now in San Francisco that want to be Shepard for their summer job. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to uh, go ahead and pull stereotypes out of a bag here. I'm just going to guess that, that the majority of uh, animators are also not actors nor have the builds to, uh, to be either Shepard. That, 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 that is a blanket statement that is not at all fair. <laughs> But I'm making it anyways. <laughs> but per per our our little nod to Mass Effect a couple of weeks ago, if they don't start the t- the like whatever video presentation or whatever it is, whether they use male or female Shepard, they are blowing a missed opportunity if they don't do, you know, uh, welcome to the Citadel. This is Commander Shepard's favorite ride on the Citadel. Yep, or yep, yep. Like, yeah, if they don't true. do that, they're fucking it up. Or at the very least, have a playing in the line in the queue. Yes, when yes, you're wa- yes. When, you know, because of course there's going to be a long line and if it's anything like Star Tours, like you said, you're, the line is going to be yeah, through yeah, yeah. like various well, if themed rooms and whatever. amusement park in general, right. you're looking yeah. at three hours of listening to him tell you it's his favorite fucking ride. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. here's so. hoping. As, yeah. lo- as long as they have the original ending going for a while and then everybody gets mad and they completely redo it <laughs> like six months after the ride opens, then I'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Somehow, apropos. So, something tells me that that'll, that would be pricey, but uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going. Fucking road trip. The uh-huh. end. 
That's yep, it. Yep, 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 yep. It's a bit more of a plane trip, but all right. All right. <laughs> there are breweries you'll be flying over, sir. It's going to be a road trip. Charlie is right. Yep. Charlie's right. He wins. Flying. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrified of flying. Yeah, anyways. you're right, because Boise automatically pops in my head, and you haven't been there. There and you go. That was fun. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'll be very thirsty on my way to Mass Effect. It'll like, take us a week to get there, but that's not <laughs> the point. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we get there, all the breweries we're going to stop out on the way. It'll be more like arriving to Trashed Effect. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can do this right. Which is just really, there's Wait. no ride. That's the joke. There's no ride at the end of it. That's just a cross country road trip with Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ride when you get to the end. You're just yeah. shit faced. You wake up in California, you're like, the fuck did I get here? <laughs> trash effect. I, ride. You know what's fun? I want to go on the Mass Effect ride, but I kind of want to go on the trash effect ride too. This is great. Like... We rent a car. <laughs> yep. We yep. hopefully make it there in one piece. If not, yeah. it's $9 a day in insurance. <laughs> and then we fly back because. <laughs> I like how he's banking on the insurance. It's great. Well, I don't understand flying back. There's more breweries on, on the, the other way, way back. On, yeah. We do a circle. We do just a, yep. a, a big... We start in Florida and drive in a circle <laughs> to, <laughs> to California. <laughs> and then, uh, then end in Maine. Wait, wait yeah. so we're going to do my day job, but yeah. just for breweries for free? Yes. Oh, I don't wait. like this at all. <laughs> the, I mean, the brewery part's cool. The free was really kind of where I'm at. As in not getting paid? You yes. Know? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I know but there's no fine. heavy lifting, aside from... Carrying Li- us uh, drunk lift into that the bottle. Car. Lift that bottle. Yeah, that's it. That's all there is. I'm and, with you. Uh huh. I'm gonna be lifting cases and cases of growlers into a U-Haul trailer that you've fixed your vehicle. I can see how this. You know what? Maybe this isn't a good idea because I can see how this is gonna end. It's gonna end with us stopping. Charlie's going to express a concern with running out of room for all this awesome beer he's finding around the country. We're gonna get out to get gas, and then we're gonna come back and see Charlie's left <laughs> us with the pump on the ground. <laughs> Because he needed more room for the rest of the beer he was collecting. And just a big old sign that says, six more growlers, sorry. I know. <laughs> then we, we, find out that, we find out that Charlie got arrested two states away for driving straight across. Not, oh, down the roads. He was just driving through the countryside and, over roads. And bootlegging. And bootlegging because he has an entire car full of beer from That's across right. the country. <laughs> um, growlers are only good for 48 hours, sir. So it would not be growlers. It would be it would probably be bombers or just six packs. Even yeah. better. Everything boy. else is accurate. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Boy, well, you want to talk about uh, you want to talk about yeah, running that, off the rails with that one? I don't oh, care. It's awesome. That's great. That's great. this road trip that will never happen is wonderful. I the, I'm sorry. What? That's it. I'm talking, no, I'm talking about the one where you get arrested for driving oh, straight that, through oh, the desert. Right. That's fair. The fear and loathing version of that's Game of Thrones. That's the one I'm talking about. Uh, fair. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, and now seems like an appropriate time to uh, to segue <laughs> into number four for the week. Sony PlayStation boss quoted as saying, I feel we've been fighting against obsolescence. Sony's worldwide studio boss, Shuei Yoshida, who we had in the news just a couple weeks back, has said that PlayStation console is in a continuous battle to stay relevant in the face of evolving technology. The boss of Sony's games development studio, Shio Yoshida, said that uh, the PlayStation business is constantly fighting to stay appealing to tech-savvy consumers. Uh, and, and in follow-up to a story we talked about last week with Michael pa- Pactor produ- uh, predicting the end of uh, you know, gaming, console gaming as we know it, he said, like Michael Pactor saying console is dead, uh, or is this the last console generation? I feel we've been fighting against obsolescence. Um, he originally spoke to Eurogamer about this. Even when PlayStation 4 is doing well, you might look at the sales, the fast pace of PS4 sales. Uh, we may just be selling, uh, selling to the same people faster. Even when the PS4 is doing well, you might look at the sales, the fast pace of the PS4 sales game and say, we're not only are we just selling to the same people, but we're selling to the same people faster, right? That's a sad view of things, but it could be the case. He said that there's always been a threat to the console business as new technology becomes dominant in, his, in its respective markets. 
Um, every time there's a new threat like PC was before, now it's mobile. Look at the Japanese market, which has the heaviest impact. When you look at the video game market in Japan, it's going like crazy because mobile mobile gaming is huge. The mobile market is one of the reasons why Sony isn't currently considering a handheld successor to the PlayStation Vita, which we talked about just recently on the show as well. We have to continue to work hard to really bring people back who used to play console games before the PS2 era or find new people to provide great experiences that people who have never had their own consoles might find useful for their lives. One of the areas PlayStation is currently pushing is virtual reality, with Yoshida hoping the PlayStation VR headset can eventually go beyond games and into a wider entertainment market. PlayStation VR has broader applications than the games and demos we've been doing. The very first demo we provided was The Deep. It has no gameplay at all. Anyone can enjoy it. Man, that's not good. I don't want it to come to that point. We're like, we don't even want it to be a game. We just want them to look at it and feel riveted to Shiny the point box. where they piss their pants. Um, of course, there's a challenge of pricing and whatnot, but in the future, we uh, we position PlayStation VR not as a peripheral to VR, but as a virtual reality system that makes use of PS4. We're hoping in the future that people might pick up Sony, or, or excuse me, might pick up PlayStation VR and PS4 not only for the games but for other entertainment usage. Not a great sign when uh, when the head of PlayStation is saying, well, maybe we'll start using our game console for uh, uh, things not gaming related. I, I disagree entirely. That's that's why I think the Xbox One is better than the PS4 because it's not just a gaming console. Sure, sure. I, th- I think, my, my, I mean, my particular take on it is simply that they, you know, they, 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 the entire reason, as far as I'm concerned, and this is not a knock to be clear. This was, this was smart. Uh, this was smart pricing and smart, you know, you know, it was a good approach, but the simple fact of the matter is that the entire reason why the PS4 has is ahead of the Xbox one in game sales is because it was cheaper really is, is all it came down yeah. to out of the gate, you know, game, a lot, you know, gamers are not, you know, you know, people just in general, they don't have like, you know, money to do with whatever they want. So, sure. you know, people, ha- the vast majority of the people, myself included, had to choose between one or the other. You know, it's, it's it, the, the cross section of people who got both is very small. That Venn diagram is very small. And so most people had to choose. And considering that the vast majority of, you know, AAA titles are on both platforms, it makes sense for most people to just go buy the cheaper one because they're still going to get to play all the same great games yeah. and so on and so forth. The, um, so when they're talking about having to fight against obsolescence, it's because they're not innovating. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, I mean, sure, Morpheus, whatever it's called now, is 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 good. Whenever Just PlayStation that, VR, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, so lame. So yeah, PlayStation VR. So whenever that comes out, that'll be fine. But that's not out yet, so that doesn't count. Um, Everything else is just iterative. There is nothing... To me, the PS4 was an iterative improvement over the PS3. It was I not, think everybody kind of feels innovative. like that, largely feels like that with the current generation consoles, though. I mean, I, I do think that the, my Xbox One is an improvement over my 360 in a lot of ways. But I, I think most people feel like the, the improvements over current consoles was middling at best. Strictly graphically speaking, yes, you yeah. are correct. Yeah, but yeah. that is why I believe Microsoft did what they did and they, they expanded its functionality more. Like sure. having the TV pass through, that is innovative. I mean, n- not not that it hasn't been done before ever, but it's the first gaming console to do it sure, that I can yeah. think of. And well, um, honestly, when I did yeah. have cable, I used my one guide all the time. I, and I mean, I even, my even if you don't have cable, you can pick up one of those little over-the-air TV tuners you can do mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. I mean, so, so they even have that they even have you know that that section of the market covered it's like you know it's it's microsoft is actually trying things whether yeah. or not they work out connect yeah, yeah, you yeah. know is uh is uh you know is is is, is, is you know whether or not they work out but the but fact, i, I they're still trying things sony did design the playstation 4 to be primarily a gaming console for gamers that's how they sold it that's yeah. how they've been with it the problem is is they're just not really putting out many games that you can't get everywhere else too 
that and and yeah. that's the thing. If you're going to have a console that is only a gaming console, you got to make sure that you have content to justify yeah, it, like like top tier, top shelf stuff, exclusive stuff. And, and sure, and, and like you know, the it, PS3, it'll get better in P- PS4's yeah. life. But yeah, but I mean, it's like mm. okay, Second Son's great. Um, you know, Knack was okay. Mm. Um, uh, and you know, Uncharted Four will be great whenever that whenever it comes out. Sure. But right now. This entire holiday season, what do we have? Not much to look forward to. I that, can't, that, that isn't that isn't on other platforms. That, that's yeah. my point. Yeah. Uh, PS4 exclusive titles. Yeah. Do we have a top a top tier PS4 exclusive title coming out this holiday season at all? Um, off the top of my head, I can't think. Of I one. can't think of one yeah. either. And, I mean, they, I'm sure they probably do, um, but I, I can't think of one off the top I, of my head. I, I hope I, they do. I don't. I don't think they do. To be honest, I think everything that's worth talking about is cross-platform. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm probably forgetting something. Uh, listeners, feel free to yell at me. Editors at gamerheadradio.com. Charlie at gamerheadradio.com. However, you would like to convey your disappointment is fine. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, well, go. What do you think on this? One? I think you're right. I don't think there is any exclusive PS. While you're title. talking, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a release. Like I I just I, and, and and even if there is, it's nothing big enough that we're like, oh yeah, you know, it's everything. Everything huge is gonna. It, it, yeah. I can think of is. Either Xbox exclusive or crossplay, but I, I I I don't know. This is like this is a weird thing because like last generation, uh, Sony did the, the the innovative and the PS3 did a whole bunch of shit that the 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 360 eventually did. Yeah. Now this time around, Xbox uh, was the flipped. one to put their their yeah to put their legs out. Ironically, like, though, the PlayStation Four is still ahead of the the Xbox One in in sales by a by a fairly sizable margin. You know? Well, yeah, because it's um, especially when you compare, you know, the U.S. market to the Japanese market. There's just no contest. The PlayStation Four is not sold. Yeah. Xbox. I'm just going to call energy. things out like as they're talking has been going on the list. So uh, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. Okay, fine. Uh, the Talos Principle is console exclusive, at least for now. That's on PC, of course, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't believe that's coming out on uh, on Microsoft consoles. Um, go ahead and keep talking. I'm still okay. Um, but- you know, and then when when you're talking about the the president of Sony, uh, or at least the president of uh, the PlayStation division for Sony, um, you talk about somebody who's kind of saying, "Yeah, we've been battling obsolescence since we haven't had big innovations or, or really growth." I think he was saying an installed base. Since the PlayStation 2 era days, and he even mentioned the PlayStation era one days in this article where he was like, we need to get back to that place where we're finding new people. But then that run, you run into the problem of video all, gaming is so installed in people's houses now. Like, how, well, how, how many other people are you're you going to find? You're also running into the problem that's all been done before. Innovation, yeah. like, we, we have really, like, the, the, the grade for improvement has greatly fell off. We've gone from, like, a 10% grade to, like... yeah. An eighty percent grade. Yeah, there's it's all been done before. Like we're we're hitting that plateau where there's nothing major going on, and we're also hitting that plateau now where everybody wants it to do it all. Yeah, like you want your yeah, PC yeah. to to check your email and play games. So PC, you know, PC gamers are all it's, it does everything. It does it streams. It my Netflix is all in one box. Yep, like we become a one box one box world, and. PlayStation, I mean Xbox, beat them to the punch in the one box world. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna suffer badly. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I've got nothing until Uncharted Four uh, in March. So we were right. I mean, th- I mean, there are a little, there there are smaller, you know, but like, nothing like, like indie oh, games. why can we forget that? No, no triple A titles that I can see on this list. I mean, nothing that's nothing that's resonating. So with they me didn't anyways. show up to Christmas. No, no, they they <laughs> didn't. I've and I think that's, you know. Um, 
that's amazing. That means we can get it even cheaper because they're going to put it on sale to oh, keep their sales going. Here's hoping. Um, yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I, have, I have very much enjoyed my decision to buy an Xbox One and not a PS4 since it came out. I, I, I'm, I'm all in. But uh, I will be getting a PS4 when, you know, when Uncharted comes out. And, um, you know, you know that, that's going to happen. Um, and so I'm, I'm certainly not anti-PlayStation. I just, I, I obviously prefer my Xbox One, and this is why. Yeah, it, I'll be getting a PlayStation Four as well. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I've always traditionally over over the the lifespan of of a console cycle, I always end up with all three consoles. I do, mm-hmm. you know, because I I am not a platform purist. I play everything. I just um, I was on the fence about whether or not to get an Xbox One or a PlayStation Four first. I always wait for a year after the consoles come out to see who's doing what. But my beautiful wife. Um, bought an xbox one for me for my birthday so who the fuck is going to say no to a free xbox one i got a, a day one I got, yeah i got a day one system <laughs> and an um, achievement that the, no one cares about the low low and at the time we weren't married we had just met we'd only been dating for like three months so i know it wasn't my money that bought it <laughs> that's, that's amazing <laughs> you know? it was wonderful i knew right then at that moment that i would marry this woman you kind of have to at that point yeah so i guess bloodborne is is also an exclusive title but i, mm-hmm. I don't really know anything about it um, it's it's a it's made by the same people that make Dark Souls. Yeah, oh, right. it's one. basically yeah, it's like Dark Souls. Oh, is that it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh no, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of Battleborn. Oh, okay. uh, Battleborn is is not an exclusive though, so so scratch that. Right on. Um, yeah, um, I'm looking through an exclusive list. I mean, No Man's Sky will be great whenever that comes out. Yeah, um, but that's not a system seller, like we said. It is for me. I, no, I think that will be a system seller for some people. Really? No Man's Sky. It's a system seller for me. Yeah. Um, that and Uncharted. Yeah, between those two games, I think, are, are the only things. I'm looking at an, as, as an exclusive list. on Somehow I ended up on primagames.com. But, uh, yeah, that, that's it, man. And so um, if, if you're going to put oh, out... Oh, um, um, it's not coming out this year, but Street Fighter Five is a, a PlayStation oh, yeah. exclusive. Oh, yeah. I mean, so if you're a fighting game fan, yeah. then, yeah. But. And then isn't isn't Battlefront a timed exclusive? Isn't it coming out on PlayStation 4 first? No. no? I believe they have exclusive content. Oh, but okay. uh, day of release for the main title is, I believe, oh, okay. the same right. across the board. Fair enough. I'll um, get one eventually. I think their beta is... I think they're having a beta before everybody else. Fair I enough. think that might be what it is. Which maybe they need because Go PSN. brother's house and... <laughs> Take yes. that and play his beta. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Sony. If if, uh, if 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 you if you want to not fight against obsolescence, do something different. Yeah, please do something. Yeah, like, don't yeah. skip American Christmas. Like that's a that's a fool's game. This is yeah. a house that used to be the 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 content leader for new IPs. Come up with some new stuff, man. Yep. Do it. Make everybody happy. Shock the world. Please, I'm I'm begging you. Yep. Drop a new drop a new God of War like I don't know the week before Black Friday, and <laughs> you'll be in the black for about another three years. That's yeah. the problem with the gaming cons- the gaming industry right now. I don't want another God of War. I don't want another Halo. I don't want another. I want new fucking games. I want all those in one game. That's I want fun. God of Halo. Creed. I play that. Yeah. <laughs> God of Halo Creed. Yeah. Arkham God of Halo Creed. Oh wow. Uh, fanfic, somebody go. I don't, I don't even. I don't even know where the fuck to go with that, other than to uh, move on to number three. Um, the Pokemon Company sues fan for copyright infringement, demands four thousand dollars in damages for doing what? I'm gonna get to it. I, that was yeah. I know. Just just wait. I know. It's it's I not know. good. It's not good, Charlie. Oh, 
It feels like you can barely go a week without hearing another story of a fan-created work being shut down by the company that owns the IP being emulated. Here's the way things usually go. A cease and desist letter is sent to the fan as a sort of warning, the offending material is removed, and the issue is resolved. Unfortunately for Ramar Larkin Jones, a massive Pokemon fan, things didn't go over quite so smoothly. Jones manages a small cafe in Seattle and was was formerly a Pokemon. Well, I like how they use formerly. Formerly a Pokemon fanatic, for the past five years, he's held the unofficial Pokemon Pax kickoff party at his cafe, a free party that played host to a slew of Pokemon themed giveaways, music, and Super Smash Brothers tournaments. The conflict between him and the Pokemon company arose when Jones made posters for the event that prominently featured Pikachu and Snivy. Jones immediately canceled the party when he received word of the lawsuit, but the Pokemon company was resolute in its goals, and a Washington judge has just ruled that Jones now owes the Pokemon company $4,000 in damages for a free party that he did not charge anything for, nor did he take money in for because he canceled it before anything happened, by the way. Speaking to Motherboard about the issue, Jones said, I can't pay it. I manage a cafe, and the cost of living is super expensive in Seattle. I'm hoping I can try to pay it over the course of a year because I simply want to be done with it. Though the total amount was reduced slightly, his appeal for a payment plan was later denied by the Pokemon company, and Jones now has 45 days to pay up. In an effort to try and fundraise, Jones set up a GoFundMe account, which you can find uh, you know, on the original article that was, uh, that was published by Nintendo Life. Um, what do you think? Do you think, this was, do you think this was petty and crummy and shitty on the Pokemon company's behalf? Well, it made all the difference in the world to me when you said that he he wasn't charging money to get into the party and he canceled it and never made any money on it didn't afterwards. Make a dime. If he did make a dime, that changes everything because if he used so first of all, this dude, I mean, do you know how many do you know how easy it is to find people who will contribute their fan art? It's it's not the if, if, my understanding. Tell me if I'm wrong. My understanding is not that he used Pikachu's likeness; is that he took the actual like. That's not what they say though in the article. They don't specify what they said was the posters that f- heavily featured these two these two Pokemon. Doesn't say what what art he used or whether it was fan uh, art or it was just I, the characters. Anytime I've ever seen lawsuits like this, um, it's it's been based around the fact that the offender actually used um. Uh, creative IP, like yeah. the actual like art, like they went and they they like you got a hold of or downloaded or whatever the actual art um, that was that was drawn by somebody who worked for Nintendo or Pokemon or whatever, and sure. that's where the problem comes into the fact that it's it was all fan art. Um, to me, in the situations that I've seen, as long as he's not making money, sure. is the difference. So I'm assuming that considering that he this guy did not make any money off of this, yeah. that they went after him because at the very least. Well, you know, your business was still promoted. So even if you didn't make any money off this is this event, you will make money. Uh, this is this is me pretending to be well, Pokemon's lawyers. You know, th- you will make money. Uh, you know, as a you know, just as a as an effect of people the, seeing these the posters. implication is is that he he's hosted a party for a couple of years running where he does like a little unofficial Pokemon thing sure. before packs. So I think the ruling implies that they were he was paying back damages on the previous years where he made drink sales and food oh, sales okay. well, on, on an event that he used to publish his Pokemon thing. The reason I don't see this as being a, a, a good thing at all is because let's say 200 people came to this event before PAX. Realistically, smaller events like this typically don't draw that many people. Let's say 100 mm-hmm. people. Right. 100 people came. You're charging this guy who was who people were gathering at his eatery to to celebrate your thing, you've got two options. You can either sue the guy and take money out of his pocket, or you can hear about this and go, you know what's even better? Why don't we roll in there and do some giveaway stuff with him and promote the product and show up? Nintendo and the Pokemon company showed up to promote a little guy and did, you know, 
that's extreme. But or you could have just said, "Don't do that anymore. Shut it down." You didn't have to take four thousand dollars out of the guy's pocket. That's shitty. It, it is shitty. Yeah. It's also almost required, uh, and um, it, it, because anytime a company lets something like this go, fifty people then say, "Oh, cool. Then I can do it too." Yeah. And I mean, that's it's it's it sucks that that's the case. But I mean, like that's unfortunately, you really do have to make example out of people. Like you can this. make an example by saying, shut this down. Somebody does an article about it, says this is unacceptable because a lot of companies have done things like this before without taking as this article itself says at the beginning, a lot of a lot of companies do this yeah. and then just let people off with a warning as long as they shut it down. Don't think it was necessary to take money out of their pocket. I'm not saying it wasn't the, the proper thing to do on a business level, but I still think it's kind of close. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, so ideally, I agree with yeah, you completely. Yeah. But having having witnessed situations like this in the past, um, just, just with other IPs and just other, you know, other things, I mean, like, it's... Even even if you... The, you know, the fact that this garnered enough attention to get press, and um, if, if, if all Pokemon did was slap the guy's hand and say, don't do that... That tells everybody else, oh, I can do it too. And if they catch me, all they'll do is slap my hand. Like, that's the business argument. And give you free press. Because now this guy's cafe is like, oh, we're going to go to this place. Yeah. 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 So it's, it, it sucks. But I, I no, get it. It doesn't suck. I mean, it's... I People, mean, stop stealing shit that isn't yours. You won't pay four grand for it. Well, like, go through the proper channels and do it right. And that's the thing, too. If he, if he had... <laughs> Like gotten a, gotten a hold of uh, Pokemon PR, yeah. they probably could have worked something yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the fact that he didn't ask. Well, uh, we, as far as we know, he didn't. Yeah, ask. but even then, like, it's just like stop. It, 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 put yourself on the other side of it. Like, okay, so somebody steals your cafe name. What are you going to do? You're going to go sue them and say, don't do that. Sure, but you're talking <laughs> about you're talking about a David and Goliath situation. That's what bothers me about it. Is you know what? Did this guy overstep his boundaries? Yeah, probably on paper, but. You and should he example. pay for it? Even here, here, a thousand dollars—that's reasonable. Four grand, ten grand, eight grand. Where's it stop? You know what yeah. I mean. But for for a, a company the size of Pokemon Company being a division in Nintendo as large as they are, oh yeah, you're just picking on a guy. I think they're just point. putting a hammer down and making him yeah. like the guy that, you, yeah. that will kill all of but, you. But but <laughs> even but even okay, fine. You caught me. I've been ruled against the guy contacting them and saying, "Can I please work out a payment plan for this?" And being told, "No, forty-five days pony up." I'm That's with you there. Crap. I'm with you there. The guy's saying, okay, I'll pay it. I've been ordered to pay it. I'll pay it. Can we work something out? I don't have this money. No, pay it. Mm, it's not very nice. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I will always I will always rule in favor of the little guy. Almost always. Unless the little guy's an asshole. <laughs> um, and, uh, and we cannot speak to the character no, of this know, person. Don't so, yeah. you know, hopefully he's not, but who knows. Coming in at number two this week. Shitty people being really shitty, man. More on this in our feature. Yeah. So moving on to number one and something uh, far less bleak, I guess, in one way. Microsoft acquires 3D physics maker Havoc from Intel. Hmm. Charlie is surprised. I, no, I just hadn't heard this. Story. No, That's Microsoft has acquired the 3D physics engine maker Havoc from Intel. Microsoft has announced. Uh, Microsoft will continue to license Havoc's development tools to partners and developers, including Sony, Nintendo, Activision, Electronic Arts, Ubisoft, and everybody else in the fucking universe. These tools have been used to develop more than 600 games, including titles from blockbuster franchises like Halo, Call of Duty, Destiny, and The Elder Scrolls. This article may be the only place where you ever see those games all mentioned at the same time for the same reason. If you have played almost any game worth mentioning in the last four or five years, something like that, and watch the credits, you've seen the Havoc logo. Orange logo with an O that has a bunch of sharp teeth around it. Everybody knows. It comes up right before the Unreal 4. Yeah, uh, Yeah. right right next to the Unreal (laughs) 1. That's it. Usually bosom buddies. (laughs) Yep. 
Uh, Microsoft acquisition of Havoc continues our tradition of empowering developers by providing them with tools to unleash their creativity to the world. Read a typically douchey Microsoft blog post. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Tell me that isn't like corporate culture Microsoft like gibberish right there. Yeah. Uh, We will continue to innovate for the benefit of development partners. Part of this innovation will include building the most uh, complete cloud service, which we've just started to show through games like Crackdown 3. Havoc shares Microsoft's vision for empowering people to create worlds and experiences that have never been seen before, and we look forward to sharing more of this vision in the near future. So that happened. Um, So in other words, um, Microsoft figured out that everybody in the world was using Havoc. Havoc was making a ton of money, and Microsoft said, hey, we like money. Uh, See, that is correct. Wow, that's weird now, though, because now Sony has to buy Microsoft's 3D. They have to license it, yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's like, it's like it's, that's just that's weird. Like, hey, that's a nice exclusive game. Glad you bought a 3D <laughs> program for it. How much do you want? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want your money. Kiss my ring. Uh, so you, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, this kind of thing, especially with the way the goat for just for, just 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 bookended it, um, is not out of character for Microsoft at all. Um, I've been doing this in no. their entire career. Yeah. Android, for example. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Microsoft makes about I think it's something like ten or fifteen dollars off of every single Android phone sold because of licenses. That is insane. Yeah, that is insane. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's good business. Yep. Especially for the, the variety of Android phones that exist mm-hmm. and the amount of people buying them. My yep. God. Yep. Well, I mean, this isn't out of the norm, though. Like, what was it? Like, a couple months ago, we found out that Sony is an insurance company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, 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 the, it's the cross-pollination that I think is particularly interesting. Yeah. Like, like, if, like if Nintendo employees were buying Sony insurance, that would be interesting. I bet it happens. <laughs> it probably yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling we're going to start seeing a lot more of these, uh, these, these uh, companies consolidating and, and cannibalizing each other, as, as has been the trend for the last it, like, it, 20 it's, years Yeah, or but so. it's, it's everything. For, it's every business. Like, you know, everybody kind of bands together and you scratch each other's backs so you can all make a shit ton of money and go, you know, vacation in the Bahamas with your yeah. yachts. Yeah, it's just not as fun when Joe doesn't make the million dollars to get the yacht when you know everybody else already has their yacht. Yeah, I can see it. Thirty years from now, everyone's going to be playing on the uh, the the AppleSoft uh, uh, the AppleSoft XPod. You know, like that's station yeah. AppleSoft XPod station. Yes, yes the XPod station. You. Um, <laughs> The uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, correcting myself a little bit, um, uh, Microsoft makes between five to fifteen dollars on every Android handset sold, uh, <laughs> estimating approximately two billion dollars a year. Is that it? Here, you know, I'll, you know, Charlie, I'll take a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Yeah. Charlie, you know, I'll, I'll take give ten you, bucks I'll, at this yeah, point, Charlie. I'll give you the, I'll give you the ten dollar flub on that. I don't think they noticed in their bank account. Yeah. Just, I, I like to be accurate, as already mentioned. <laughs> just, we, dude, we got to do it up Office Space style and find a There's way. There's somebody to fucking, at Microsoft right now going, you know, take a fraction of a cent. Yeah, uh, it'll add up. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, with all that being said, what a weird way to go. We go from like, holy shit, people are weird to, hey, it's actually pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there was uh, the news. News. There was a. Uh, I had to. I had to fight off the news this week. Dan. Was we, emo- had, we had an avalanche of news coming John, down on our. John, you heads did here. good on the on, on the roller coaster of news we just rode. Yep. that's right. I did what I could, man. And uh, now, the, now, ladies and gentlemen, please keep your uh, hands and arms inside the car until the, uh, the the train is completely pulled into the station, where you will find our feature right after this. All 
right, so our feature this week uh, evolved from uh, what you may have heard was our number two story originally. Um, this uh, prompted uh, such a robust discussion amongst us, and uh, there's just a lot of information to be had here that uh, we decided to go ahead and kick it down to our feature um, because, uh, well, there's just that much to talk about. And uh, before we get into it, just want to be uh, triply clear. We will mention this several more times just, uh, just to make sure that there's absolutely no question on this, that, uh, the, that the reporting um, and, uh, and uh, article that John is going to go over are, was completely written by author Lizzie Finnegan from The Escapist. It is not our work. It is not our, uh, it is not our reporting. We are just uh, uh, r- passing along uh, this information to you that was written by her because um, it, uh, it is very thorough and well done, and uh, this is just something that just needs to be talked about. Yeah, there may be a couple of sections in there that, that, are a little bit, that come off as a little bit harsh. Remember that uh, I'm reading quotation that she quoted from other people. Um, so if, if there's any language in there you guys find to be a little terse, remember it's not coming from us at Gamerhead Radio. We're just doing a little bit of reporting here. Don't shoot the messenger. That's right. All right, hold on to your asses for number two here. This one's got a little bit of girth. Wait, I was to taking it. a drink. My, no, my hands weren't don't free. Don't actually do that. <laughs> oh, um, just goat. If I ask him for anything to eat or drink first, please remind me. Yeah, to we've got his uh, hands. Charlie is actually touching his buns. We have a double ham sandwich going on. I in follow Charlie's instructions chair. very well. My God, I'm a sub. <laughs> I really start thinking about You're what I'm sub. saying more. Like substitute teacher, subway sandwich, nope, subway nope. train. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, he means submissive, sir. There you go. Learn your terms, buddy. I All don't. Right. I don't go out that often. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't go places where there's people. Yeah. Um, moving to number two. This is a long, kind of a long story, but I'm gonna read this because when I when I when I read this, it it kind of it kind of made my head hurt a little bit. Um, are you guys familiar with the game Star Star Citizen, right? Uh, re- refresh those of us who might not be. Uh, Star Citizen is a uh, it's a game that's been in development for a while. It is one of uh, several parts of a series. It has been widely anticipated, and uh, um, as you'll learn more about the project, um, was a game that was uh, that was being kickstarted in order to reach completion. Um, the company that was in charge of developing and putting the game out kept missing milestones. the 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 story is fucking unreal. Um, one of the probably most blatant. Uh, and, and crazy stories of, of workplace unrest I've ever heard in the video gaming world. Oh. Some pretty extreme stuff. So bear with me on this. I'm going to try and make it as painless as possible. Now, this was an article that was originally uh, originally published in Escapist Magazine on escapistmagazine.com and was written by a person named Lizzie Finnegan. And I say that because uh, Lizzie put a lot of work into this article, a lot more than we typically see in a lot of the, the, the articles that cover gaming. This is a really thorough uh, thing with a lot of a lot of threads falling through it. So um, the article that I'm reading from here was uh, updated uh, from an original uh, original article that uh, that Lizzie posted a while back. So uh, in Lizzie's words here, uh, following my recent co-opted uh, title, eject eject uh, is Star Citizen going to crash and burn? A number of sources comprised of both current and former employees of Cloud Imperium Games reached out to discuss troubling revelations about the state of the company. We've agreed to protect their identities as well as to give them an opportunity to share their accounts. Now, to be clear, again, I'm reading an article from uh, from uh, Escapist Magazine written by Lizzie Finnegan. This is not the words of Gamerhead Radio, okay? Um, uh, we've agreed to protect their identities as well as give them an opportunity to share their accounts. From inappropriate managerial contact, uh, conduct to fund mismanagement, here's the story from those who lived it. Nine people reached out to us. Two were completely anonymous and were used to corroborate information. The seven quoted below identified themselves, but will be identified by numbers, CS1, CS2, etc. at their request. 
Before jumping in, it is important to appreciate the gravity of this situation. Crowdfunding campaigns are a necessity for smaller independent developers to both break into the industry and to present a unique gaming experience when they don't have the luxury of AAA backing. While there are no guarantees with funding a project, the FTC has set a uh, a precedent by holding these launching campaigns accountable for any improper behaviors and misrepresentation in regards to crowdfunding campaigns. Um, Ambition may be Star Citizen's greatest flaw. Star Citizen is an ambitious space simulation title from, uh, from industry veteran Chris Roberts. The game began as a passion project, drawing inspiration from Wing Commander and Freelancer. Star Citizen promised a triumphant return to the space sim genre by combining a huge universe with multiple gameplay options, a massive variety of ships, and no subscription fees. The demand was immediately overwhelming. More than $2 million was raised through Kickstarter within a month, blowing past the original $500,000 goal. Following the successful completion of the campaign, crowdfunding continued through other methods. In August 2014, the campaign reached $49 million. $49 million. With Robert stating that they still needed additional funds in order to, quote, sustain this level of development. The game has to date raised nearly $90 million through crowdfunding. Good Lord. Yes. Previously, Cloud Imperium Games claimed that the high cost of the stretch goal was intended to allow them to meet a November 2014 release date while still adding the additional content. Sorry, you said 2014. 2014, that's right. (laughs) That's what I said. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stop holding my buttocks down. I'm sorry. That's cool. He (laughs) still has his hands on his ass. That's that's got to be a warm They were going numb, so... And I'm thirsty. Uh, the, purpose, oh, <laughs> the purpose of high-stretch goals is to ensure that the game, as described, is finished in the two-year time periods. Uh, the Star Citizen FAQ from Kickstarter last updated October 2012 reads, We intend to build the game that Chris Roberts described at GDC Online regardless, but without additional funding, we're going to have to do it one piece at a time, starting with Squadron 42, rather than as, as a single larger production. With more funding, we can include more ships, systems, unique locations, animations, and cinematic sequences. Backers pledged millions of dollars to a project with the understanding that the money would be used to ensure the delivery of the complete title in the promised time period. However, some sources stated that at some point, Star Citizen became, quote, more about the campaign and less about the actual game. With repeated delays announced while uh, while citing the additional funds raised as the cause. Roberts responded to these concerns, writing, You will notice that this is saying that we would only be able to deliver Squadron 42, not the bigger game without additional funding. If you refer to the stretch goals, you will notice that the base goal was enhanced community content, uh, alpha dogfighting mode, um, and Squadron 42, the first two of which have been delivered, by the way, and uh, Squadron 42 still being in progress right now. That was, uh, that was the base game as described. The full persistent universe and all the extra features like uh, FPS boarding, multiple star systems to visit extra ships, uh, and so on are, are all stretch goals. Um, as is true with most projects when the scope changes to do the timelines, uh, you can't build a castle in the same time you would a wood shed, no matter how much money or how many people you have. To try and make some kind of narrative about how we promised the game in two years, no matter how big the scope grew, is false. Could we have shipped a small-scale 30-mission game in the old Wing Commander format in two years? Yes, but that's not the game the community wants or the game we're building. What we are delivering now just on the Squadron 42 side is more akin to a huge AAA game that would retail for $60 by itself. The value for money that people are getting for a $40 pledge is pretty crazy. So according to several former employees and industry veterans, the reason Star Citizen is so popular is because it's never been done. And they continue, the reason it has never been done is because it can't be done, at least not with $90 million. Um, Ugh, further yes. quotation saying, $90 million for what, we, what he's pitching, even with the uh, 
Even with a competent leadership, you couldn't do it, CS1 said. The things that you have to remember about Chris Roberts is that before this, he hadn't made a game in 12 years. He has no concept of what can and can't be done today with that amount of money or for a game like this. Chris Roberts hasn't made a game in 12 years, and he was actively ignoring the input of people who have been who have been in and part of the industry that entire time. To this, Roberts says, how do you or they know this? Which employee said this and what makes them qualified to make that judgment? So Chris, Chris Roberts got back to the people writing this article and engaged them about these allegations. Um... What makes them qualified to make that judgment? I know it's what Derek Smart loves to say, but he couldn't make a good game with twenty with two hundred million, so I don't think his opinion matters. Outside of that, no employee beyond me and few other key people who are leading Star Citizen would have the appropriate information and overview to make any judgment about the cost of the total project. Secondly, the company uses additional sources of funding such as tax incentives, marketing, and product partnerships, but we do not discuss these issues in public for obvious reasons. We always keep a healthy cash reserve and operate our business prudently based on the incoming revenue. It should tell you something that we are actually increasing our global headcount, not decreasing it. Over concerns that he is not responding to advice from workers, Roberts writes, I have a very strong vision for Star Citizen, which is why I believe we have, backed, we have been backed to the level that we have. I have no doubt that we can achieve. Uh, now that most of the base technology is in place... We will be able to get with large world and multi-crew milestones, a game experience that will allow you to go seamlessly from foot to boarding to fully realized spaceship with your friends, take off, fly thousands or millions of kilometers in space, exit your ship in EVA and explore the derelict space stations or wrecks, engage in FPS combat, return to your ship, engage in space combat, and return to your home base to share the tales of your adventures with your other friends. All with no loading screens. All at a AAA first-person fidelity that you can't even get on a next-gen console. This is the core of Squadron 42 and Star Citizen experience that we will continue to iterate and add content to, but even the first release will be more game than most commercially released space games. In terms of not listening to the advice of people that have worked on the industry, that is not true. I have very strong executive management and design team with a huge experience in AAA titles that all contribute to the decision-making of the company. I listen to everyone from our top level all the way through our QA testers and community giving feedback on gameplay and features. I care and want to build the best game possible. Now, that doesn't mean I agree with everyone's opinions and feedback. As a project director, I owe it to the community to stay true to my vision and pick the things that I think will make the game better, which can occasionally lead to people feeling disgruntled, which I suspect is the root of this, quote, concern. The popular consensus among most of the people who reached out is that Chris Roberts is not intentionally a con man. Quoted uh, CS2 was quoted as saying he doesn't set out the, that morning in the morning to screw anybody over. He's just incredibly arrogant. Um, this article does go on for a little while longer, but I'm going to try and trim it down a bit just so that uh, it doesn't run too long for you guys. So I'm going to get to the meat of it now that you guys understand what some of the arguments are. According to several sources, being an employee of Cloud Imperium Games meant subjecting yourself to public insults, screaming, profanity, racism, and stress so powerful that some people would become physically ill. Um, I realized it was affecting my health, my home, and my health in my home life. I needed to get out, so I left. I had no job lined up. I just had to get out. I looked at my situation. I had enough in savings, so I left, CS3 told us. I couldn't take it. It was by far the most toxic environment I'd ever worked in. No one had clear direction about how to do their jobs well. No one was empowered to do their jobs well. Everything was second-guessed, and the default reaction to everything was blame and yelling and emails with all capital letters and curse words. It was also alleged that Robert's wife and Cloud Imperium uh, Games Vice President of Marketing, Sandy Gardner, Gardner enforced discriminatory hiring practices. 
CS1 reported that they were instructed to first check the education field on a prospective employee's resume. If too much time had passed, Gardner reportedly informed people not to hire them because they may be over 40, which which makes them a protected class and harder to fire. Quote, that's a quote. It was also claimed that Gardner used race as a determining factor in selecting employees, allegedly once saying, we aren't hiring her, we aren't hiring a black girl. That is a direct quote as well. Jeez. Sources indicate that multiple complaints have been taken to the Human Resources Department against Gardner with little assistance on the matter. HR, after all, ultimately answers to Roberts and Gardner. She would write emails with so much profanity, she would call people stupid, retarded, faggot, accuse men of not having balls, and she was literally incredibly hostile to other female employees. CS4 stated, Sandy's very jealous. She has to be the queen bee at the company. Whenever I was around her, I felt like I was in the presence of a cobra who at that moment might not have been inclined to strike but was completely willing to. You don't get on her bad side, CS3 added. There were two things you were told when you were hired. Once, you don't talk about Roberts and Gardner being married to anyone, ever. And two, you don't make Sandy mad. In response, Roberts wrote, All personnel and HR matters are obviously completely private and we can't comment on this as of a matter of principle. As always, there are two sides to each story. In addition to Gardner's alleged conduct, many felt that they were required to be on constant guard when addressing Roberts as well. CS3 stated that it wasn't uncommon practice to round up four or five people to review an email intended for Roberts to make sure nothing was potentially upsetting in the wording before being sent. His immediate response to everything was to insult people and accuse everyone of being idiots, he said. It was like the eye of Sauron. You never wanted to say anything in an email or a meeting that would bring the eye of Sauron on you. (laughs) He couldn't control his temper and he had no problem making a public scene of it. Games are not a professional environment by default by their nature, CS4 said. That's one of the great things about working on a game, but there are certain levels of unprofessionalism that you don't go beyond. Chris and Sandy made it part of their jobs to go far beyond those levels. There's another two pages of this madness. And you said that the story had been updated? That, these, a lot of this information is an update from what was this originally just a, a lot of rumblings in the industry that maybe there were some problems at Cloud Imperium Games. Um, with, with just the game project itself. And then uh, as people started to willingly depart the company because of problems like the ones that we're reading about here, um, they these people were seeking out outlets to make people understand what was going on at Cloud Imperium Games. Um, and that's not where this ends, apparently. Ooh, um, that's bad, man. I'm, so I'm, uh, I'm looking at, a, at an article on Forbes that uh, breaks down the timeline of events since this happened. Oh, God, when you get to Forbes, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so, so the, their, their timeline starts here. Um, so the escapist, so referring to what John just read, uh, The Escapist published an article sourcing nine different current and former employees of Cloud Imperium Games. It contained multiple allegations, including racial discrimination, misappropriated funds, Star, Assist, Star Citizen is, to the best of our knowledge, completely crowdfunded to the tune of 90 million as we said a quote uh toxic workplace unquote and claims that the developer has bled through nearly 90 percent of its resources which uh with feature creep killing the game chris roberts wrote a passionate response thoroughly denying and addressing each claim after that remember something before charlie continues with this i i read from that article for like 10 straight minutes without stopping and that was one of three pages there's so much to this story it's unbelievable After that, a post on Reddit suggested that some of the quotes and anonymous individuals used in the story were lifted directly from Glassdoor Australia, which if you're not familiar with the website, Glassdoor is a place where basically you can leave uh, anonymous, well, I think anonymous feedback on uh, employers and bosses. 
mm-hmm. is essentially what it is. Um, casting doubt on the escapist claims that all of their sources approached the outlet themselves and were properly vetted. After that, the escapist managing editor John Kiefer published an, a follow-up article explaining in detail how each source was vetted, emphasizing that they were all passed through their legal department for verification. Kiefer also, also insisted that none of the sources were Derek Smart and that a couple of their sources uh, posted on Glassdoor only after speaking to author uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lizzie Finnegan. Um, after that, Cloud Imperium Games sent the letter we're about to discuss uh, suing the escapist. Oh my God. To the escapist, which is dated October 2nd. The letter says the Cloud Imperium Games intends to turn this matter over to our litigators to prepare legal action in the US and the UK against the individuals and entities involved. If the escapist doesn't meet their demands by the end of business hours on October 5th, which as of recording is tomorrow. Um, uh, yeah, so 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 the current state of things is that, uh, like I just said, Star Citizen developer threatens lawsuit against the escapist, demands apology and retraction. That is the headline off of Forbes, and this is dated uh, today. So um, it just gets worse. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Well, I mean, based on everything, you know, I, I think the fact... I think this reaction, I think, lends a lot of credence to the accuracy of some of the claims against this Some developer. of the anger problems? Yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, overreact much, but... Um, um, yeah. Not to mention, look, um, I've, I've worked... I've had all kinds of weird jobs in my life, and I've worked in a lot of really pressure cooker situations, and while sometimes disgruntled employees will go the extra mile to, to really try and stick it to the people they came from... Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes can be the the crazy people at fault. Oftentimes, this level of disclosure mm-hmm. and this level of accusation typically is not without some fairly strong merit. You know, I find that uh, even if even if half of this is not true, the remaining half is still really bad. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and and also for for a um. For a publication like The Escapist, they're not a small website. No. They're not a small no. publication. They're, they're a popular place, and I do believe they probably did pass, um, pass people through their legal department for vetting. Mm-hmm. It would be smart with a, with a something, something this, this size. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. But my God, have you guys ever heard of something this tumultuous in, in game development, game design in recent years? Nothing comes to mind. No. Um. Yeah, and I suppose this is the danger of crowdfunding, right? I mean, yeah. it's uh, you know, there's um, there's always a risk that I mean, the you know, you know, Kickstarter and Indiegogo and places like that, they've they've in recent uh, you know, in recent times, like they've they've strengthened the wording of their agreements and they've re they've re you know re reformatted like their their crowdfunding formats and everything to better protect um, the the fundees, but still at the very at the end of the day. When you when you crowdfund something, you are basically giving money in the hope that yeah. it happens. There's no promise. There's no guarantee. Not just this though, but assuming that none of the the super hateful and and negative things that were coming out of the the you know the owner and his wife's mouths, assuming that part doesn't exist, let's take that away for a second. Mm-hmm. How do you waste two hundred or was it ninety million dollars? How do you waste ninety million dollars of crowdfunding? 
Goat has an idea. Uh-huh. A really nice house, a really fast car, and a lot of vacations. <laughs> well, you said that as if you already have it in the back of your mind. That if you're going to get that like, kind of crowdfunding, like no, like every story that ends like this, they're going to go back, they're going to dig through, and all of a sudden be like, oh wow, she bought five thoroughbred horses and drives a Mercedes every year, brand yeah, new. Yeah. How did we not notice that she was doing this? Oh, they paid ten million dollars to Joe Smith. Joe Smith, there is no Joe yeah. Smith. Who's uh, Joe Smith? That's right. That's Wait, right. your house, Joe Smith owns your three point four yeah. million dollar mansion. I'm Amazing. Yeah. There is... This is just shitty people being shitty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know what? I shouldn't have yeah. read the article. I just said, is that it? Number two, <laughs> shitty people being shitty and moved on. Cloud Peary Games, Chris Roberts, uh, shitty people being shitty. Yeah. With everything that's good in the world, there's some, sadly, most likely American that's going to fuck it up and piss all over it and extort the fuck out of it and ruin it for everybody else afterwards. Is there <laughs> is there any possibility in, in the scope of the universe that... Star Citizen sees release. Clyde Imperium Games rebounds from this, and Chris Roberts does not end up in the shitter and on a on a business level. Sure, it just won't. I don't think it'll be put out by them. Mm. Yes, well, sort of. It'll see the light of day when Judge is ruling and he's behind bars. <laughs> think so, huh? Yeah. I, I what? Because <laughs> he has he's legally obligated to get Charlie. It to the you imply that that somebody may buy the assets. Here, here's what I think is going to happen. I think. Can you with I the think, crowdfunding part? Oh sure, it's, yeah, you it's, can sell yeah. the assets. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Um, okay. you know because you're you're you know you've crowdfunded you know something, but I'm sure that there is something that says like if this company gets bought by somebody, I'm sure that's covered. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean at this point, there's really only two possibilities that I can see: is one, this entire thing turns out to be bogus, which is some really really you know just a jaded you know piss off people trying to cast shade as much as they possibly can mm-hmm. and. Uh, it uh, you know, it'll it'll it could come out that this is all false, and eventually, hopefully, Star Citizen actually comes out, and these all these you know people who funded it get what they you know funded money for, um, or the um, they're gonna find out that there was embezzling and like all this other stuff going on, and um, and uh, they're going to you know sue basically there's gonna be a class action lawsuit with everybody who's crowdfunded this thing, um, or something some some sort of legal action. Yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. what the intricacies are between the fact that it's crowdfunded and what they can, what they can actually do there, but um, something's gonna happen. And the, the the you know Cloud Imperium Games as it stands is going to be in some trouble and they're going to be going out of business and somebody's gonna come in and say oh, well. We'll, uh, just, we'll take that. Yep, uh-huh. exactly. Like Activision. Sure. Or, or, sure. We'll snag that. Well, maybe not Activision. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like EA or BioWare or somebody's going to come in and they're yeah. going to say, uh, let, let's just, we'll, ta- we'll finish that up for you. Here's a check for yeah. $30 million. Yeah. It'll be Konami. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a mobile game. <laughs> and it'll go mobile. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or. And it'll be regula- uh, regulated P breaks making it. And suddenly Star Citizen is a soccer game. That's right. <laughs> Moving That's on. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope nothing terrible is actually happening there, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll close out bad. number two by saying usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Yikes. That's, yeah, I... Um... <laughs> I mean, there's. Uh, I, I, what do you say? I mean, it's... Uh, I, I just, I, I hope that... I, I, like you said, John, when there, where there's smoke, there's fire, but I just, I, I, the, the, the good in me, the positivity in me, the, the positive thinker in me um, is, uh, is not here right now because... <laughs> <laughs> I just because uh, you're terrified of Cloud Imperium Games owner's wife, <laughs> maybe that. Um, well, uh, we'll uh, we'll update you guys if anything more happens on the story. I'm sorry, when more happens on this story? Yeah, I mean, when I when I originally found this article, this article was updated and, and republished on the first, which as of the time of recording was two days ago, and then the update that Charlie read at the end, or three days ago, with the update that Charlie read, you know, uh, toward the end of the story, that was today. 
So yeah. I mean, this is this is an ongoing bit of madness. Uh, uh, quickly ongoing, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, we we will most likely have more to say on this next week. I'm just waiting for the uh, the, the inevitable like gallons of kerosene that either one of those nutbags are going to throw on this already. Basically half a town fire. Oh, it sounds like there's already plenty of fuel on that fire, man. Well, wow. they'll just have to find us here in Nebraska. <laughs> yep, good old uh, mountains of Nebraska. Uh, yep, way up in the mountains already of Nebraska. Yep. I can see goats from where I'm sitting. <laughs> He's not, you're not lying. I'm not, I'm not lying. Mountain <sighs> goats, Nebraska mountain goats. Did yep. we move into Springfield, the Simpsons? Um, Yes. And uh, coming out of that, um, uh, so last week, we asked you guys a question, and you gave us answers. Let's move on to the mailbag. All right, for our mailbag question this week, we asked uh, if any company was going to challenge Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo by releasing a new console, uh, who would it have to be and why? If you didn't listen to last week's episode, number 134, you should go do that, because that is where this question is coming from. We had a really good conversation there, which uh, spawned this mailbag question. Uh, And so for your responses, Bill Schur says, I'd shoot for Samsung solely for the fact that they have their fingers in so many pies technology-wise. They've got phones, computers, TVs. Uh, Next logical thing for them to jump on would be the huge market that gaming would bring them. Um, Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Samsung, um, they, uh, yeah, yeah, makes perfect sense to me. Um, And of course, uh, Goat, I I have to read his his little comment to that where he said, "Mm, tech pie fingers, because (laughs) because also, yes. Uh, see, Doug Wickham says, we all know if Apple decided to get serious and dive into gaming, it would shake up the big three for sure. It would be like when Fox decided to challenge NBC, ABC, and CBS. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just not sure because I, I kind of feel like the Apple TV is them jumping into gaming, but they, I don't, they, but, but just like the, the casual semi-mobile yeah, I side I think, of things. But the way they talk about it though, the way they tried to tout it, I feel like it's, Apple thinking that they're jumping into gaming. Well, the problem is that it's Apple jumping into the profitable side of gaming, which as much mm-hmm. as it makes me vomit in my mouth to say that no, is the case. I'm telling you, man, there's a timer on that watch. Is it an Apple watch? Oh, God. Ah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Dash Laramie <laughs> says... Mobile gaming is going to burn out. I'm telling you. Man, I, I, I don't doubt it, um, but then it'll just be replaced by something else. Yeah. Um, I game. Or VR gaming. Um, IVR. Apple VR. Apple V. Apple T. IVR? Iver? Um, They won't get rid of the I, let's be honest. IVR is already an acronym for Interactive Voice Response System. And Um, Apple will sue them for using it. Yeah, but there's no dash between the I and the V. That's (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, Dash Laramie says, Google, we know they're going to take over everything anyway. Uh, As they have the funds and resources to create any technology they set their minds to, if they really wanted, they could probably floor everyone in the gaming industry with something crazy and new. Um, Yeah, pretty much. Um, If if they really wanted to, they just need to take it more seriously than than the Android TV and Google TV. And if they don't, then they'll just buy whatever startup company is working on something awesome and then make them do it. Yep. <laughs> and their their uh, council would be biodegradable because it'd be made of cardboard. It's entirely possible. Mm. And uh, Carlton uh, suggests that it's obviously going to be the Infinium Labs Phantom, which I'm still waiting on my order. <laughs> oh. That's a joke. I didn't actually order one. I was to say, you should have. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Money well um, spent, sir. Um, just in case that reference went over anybody's head, uh, the, the Phantom is the most infamous piece of vaporware technology ever to exist, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, just Google it. It's, it's, it's quite the interesting story. Delightful. 
I got a couple of responses as well. Uh, Alejandro Juvera said, I want to see Neo Geo come back. That's not what I would have ever expected. Um, I want to see Neo Geo come back. It undeservedly got cut short from its potential because Pokemon was more popular. Even though the Neo Geo Pocket performed out, uh, excuse me, outperformed the Game Boy at the time. That being said, it'd be sweet to see Sega make a comeback cause nostalgia. I, I would argue that the fact that they had absolutely no marketing presence in the United States whatsoever also contributed to the Game Boy doing better. That is probably true. Uh, ben Wire goes on to say, Google, because they have a ton of resources since they own Motorola and Android as well as massive brand power, just Google it is now a common phrase for looking something up on the internet. And Google has been pretty successful in everything they've done so far other than Google+. Plus. <laughs> as long as it had some good titles on it, I'd try a Google console. So that's that's two for Google tonight. Uh, quick clarification, uh, point, of, uh, point of interest, uh, Google no longer owns Motorola. They sold them to Lenovo. Oh, Fair enough. I was not aware. Um, Bertil Peterson says, Steambox, powered by AMD and NVIDIA. But aside from Steam, from a Steam console, a new platform for mainstream developers might hurt the industry and game quality as non-homebrew like Nintendo brand games have, been up, uh, have up to seven platforms to worry about adapting their software to already. PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, 3D, uh, 3DS, PS Vita, Mac, and PC. Adding another console and thus OS and a system spec. To the mix takes development time and would and would otherwise be spent on polishing the game and diverts it to porting it to another console, making games even buggier. It's not a bad idea. He's not. He's maybe not wrong. Yeah. But but I think I think part of what we were asking was who besides the the big three or four that that are that are doing it now. Like who yep. would be the next people to just wipe the board with them and make room for something new. Yep. Um. But he's he's got a good point. Nobody yeah. ever talks about that. You know. Any any further. You know, delineation of console-like lines could be kind of messy. And finally, Amanda Satasha Hall says, are we not counting Alienware because they have a console system coming out? Which is a Steam box. Please refer to our previous episodes for our opinions on the Steam box and the Steam, pla- and the Steam machine platform and the concept and just the, the, the cluster. And, and the, heart, the heartbreak of our, of our and, dashed and, hopes. And Charlie's positive review, as you could tell by his... Look, Demeanor. Sarcasm. <laughs> Let's Lots be clear. Everybody wants that thing to be awesome. The the the. the it doesn't have a chance in hell. It's not going to happen. It we wanted we wanted we wanted Steambox, and they're giving us Cleveland Steamer box. <laughs> Dude, just put. I guarantee you that right there is their fucking fire sale option. If they package it and call it the Cleveland Steamer box, everybody will buy it. I'll buy it. I'd buy two. Uh, there you go. What? You would pay for a Cleveland Steamer. Well, yeah, and I'd put one in my bathroom. <laughs> My God! Moving on. Uh, we've got we've got Nick Reardon who says uh, let's get a Dreamcast two going. Yes. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. I mean Dreamcast so, man, one. We didn't even talk about Sega coming back. Like that would be that that would that would throw everybody off. Like, yeah. Out of nowhere, Sega comes back and is just like, I'm back. Here's Dreamcast two. Don't call it a comeback. Don't yeah. call it a comeback. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, it'd be Nintendo coming back from Nintendo, but. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Chris Faber says it has to be Google or Amazon, doesn't it? And I don't think anyone else has the money to really compete. He's not wrong there. You got to have a shit ton of money to jump into the fire. There is wrong. That. Radio Shack. They're going to be the next great maker console. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face doing it. Sorry. Uh, Danny Wasco says Valve, obviously, but let's assume they're not already currently doing that kind of. I want to see uh, Nvidia or Asus uh, conglomerate. Conglomerate console. I can read, I swear. It's conglomerate. Uh, yes, yeah, streams. I have them. Which, I, all right, whatever. I mean, NVIDIA's like kind of the dark pony in the corner waiting to pounce on something. Well, they've got the NVIDIA Shield out. 
which which is a basically well, a, it's, it's, it's an Android TV box. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's there's that. So I mean, it's it is the best Android TV box you can buy, yeah, arguably. Yeah, and it's so I'm saying they're kind of just like hanging it. out. Relatively well received. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're they they made a hardware solution for somebody else's platform. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, what we're asking is is for them to come out with their own thing, yeah. um, which I mean, again. You know, it's uh, you know, it's it, the 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 concept of now. So now, so taking that in that direction, as far as Nvidia coming out with their own console and their own platform and just their own their own everything, um, I don't think they've got the capital. I don't think they they I don't think they have the resources. No, they to, have to have to a buddy. That. Yeah, it mm. would need it to be Nvidia and somebody else. Yeah, uh, and were it to be Valve, for example, I mean, again, you know, Steam machines, uh, screw up, entire complete and total screw up. <laughs> Okay, uh, Rich Tayo says Samsung seems to be branching out late, lately, which sure. he's not wrong. Yep. I'm yep. holding a Samsung device now. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brian Hornberger says, let's get a Vectrix MK2 on the market. I feel like that's a reference I'm missing. Yeah. Yep, right uh, over my head. I have no idea. Um, Very sorry, I'm sir. sorry. It's caught on deaf ears, and we'll probably live Google it and redeem ourselves in minutes. Charlie's already on it. Uh, yes, uh, and then Matthew, uh, Matthew Watts has probably the best one, I think. That would blindside all of us. And he says Starbucks. <laughs> I, no, I don't want a pumpkin spice. Hey, you know what, console. though? Think about it. When people, when Sony announced the PlayStation, everybody was just like, go back to your walk, man. Like, nobody was thinking about Sony for video game consoles. Oh, good God. I just, I found pictures of the Vetrix. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I present to my, my co-hosts, the Vetrix arcade system. Oh, yeah. Bring that back. <laughs> How the fuck did I not know? Why don't you own one? <laughs> you know what? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to resign my post as a co-host of this video game podcast as I have clearly failed in my mission. Don't feel know. bad. I didn't know that was a I, thing I either until I now. Like, I knew they were about them, but I didn't know the exact awesome. name. I'm, I'm, that should I, like I, slide right next to your steel so, battalion. So, uh, how would you guys describe what I just showed you? Just, just real quick. Uh, basically, it's like uh, those iPad arcade machines. A you can lopsided buy. Uh, computer. <clears throat> a lopsided. Um, I uh, describe it as you, you know the old um, green um, Apple IIe's. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ones that were where, where, it, where it's where it's a where it's a box. The computer and the old CRT giant boxy monitor are all in one all, piece. One piece. Mm-hmm. It's that, except the monitor is vertical. Uh, appears to be. Uh, well, bad color, but color, um, and uh, and and it and the unit is black. I'm currently looking on eBay, and they're they are going for um, between two hundred to five hundred dollars. Um, Sold. Yeah, I feel like I could. When you showed it to me, my first reaction was is that I I feel like uh-huh. I could I could probably die a lot of really gruesome deaths in Oregon Trail on that thing. Um, I just found one that says that it's that, that a working model with uh, box and manuals. And check out this controller for a hundred. Well, currently the current bid is one hundred and thirty-five dollars, but um, I can't. Uh, the monitor looks like it might be monochrome, or this particular screenshot might be monochrome. It's mon- yeah, I'm, I'm liking monochrome, it. Monochrome, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the controller but, uh, yeah. for it almost looks like a uh, it looks like a bypass switch for like a guitar, like an old stomp box <laughs> for does, a it guitar. Totally does. Yeah. It's um, actually the original Guitar Hero. He yeah, used like that an old PV feet. bypass. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I would play that. That's how Getty um, Lee got good on the foot organ. Is that game right there? So, 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 thank you. Um, the, I've already forgotten who who referenced that. Oh Goat is pulling it up God, to you're uh, such a horrible to, person. Yeah, like you remember. I do remember. It was uh, hold on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hornberger. Uh, Brian, thank you for uh, for educating us. Yeah, on, that was on awesome, the Vetrix. Uh, yes, that will go right next to John Steele Battalion. Yeah, that's right. Put that in the closet with the rest of the shit. And finally, we have a songbird email of the week. She writes, Dear Technotronicorn Goat and Fallon Flynn, mailbag answer clearly as distinguished as they are. The company who would blow the competition out of the water is none other than Philips. <laughs> we are, didn't we already try that with the CDI? Philips. C- yeah. Did they do a CDI? Oh, they did the CDI. Or did they 3DO? No. Panasonic did the 3DO. Panasonic was the 3DO. I can't, I can't keep Philips my piece straight. Philips is the CDI, yeah. and I remember that specifically because I was... I was Distinctly remember those that's terrible the one, fucking Zelda. Yeah, that's the one with the Zelda Whoa. games that, you, that no one talks about until right now. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's the. Yeah, it's okay. It's all making sense now. Uh, good luck, Phillips. Um, so uh, she goes on to ask <laughs> So if current game companies weren't developing games or consoles, what do you think they'd do instead? So uh, if Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo mm-hmm. decided to get out of the console business, what would they do instead? Uh, Sony would just keep on selling insurance. Um, and insurance movies. and yeah, yeah, and Blu-rays. Just be in the movie business. Well, okay, so so hang on. So let let's let's they would continue st- everything. But let, let's else. stick to the spirit of her question because, of course, the Sony Insurance and Sony Pictures are different divisions. So let's say that the, 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 all the people that currently work in the gaming side of Sony mm-hmm. decided to do something else, other something separate than what their other branches are already doing. What do, what do we think Sony would do? Humanitarian work. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um. um Oh, uh, I, I would like. Uh, you know what? I want some company out there to to go back to making like, like zeppelins, like hot air balloon blimpy zeppelins, like the Sony, Sony like, like aeronautical blimps. And you think Sony are the people for that job? Fuck no. <laughs> so wait, wait. You want the Goodyear blimp to be made by Sony? No, I want Sony to make a better blimp. The Gooder Year blimp. <laughs> the better. <laughs> The better your blimp. <laughs> the better your blimp. Uh, show title. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I think they'd be doing uh, niche anime stuff and be making oddly shaped body okay. pillows. That's fine. That that keeps them in their in their country where yeah. they would probably like be they would never leave their, Japan for yeah. That would be in their wheelhouse. They would they would definitely stay in there. Yeah, yeah that that's that's yeah, that's yeah. well put. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that answer. Um, Nintendo, I think, would probably. Well, hell, they probably go back to making like card games and like other. But she says they games. weren't making games anymore. Apparently, uh, that's still a game. I got it. Exactly. She says developing games and consoles. I believe yeah. she meant video. Okay. Specifically. Yeah. The problem. Yeah. Card no, games. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I got it. Nintendo would be making the <laughs> vending machines for all the Sony products. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um. Oh, actually, yes. That's and they'd is... be in cahoots. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll accept um, that. If they stopped, I could see I could see Nintendo if they got out of the gaming business, if they if they uh, just said we're not going to make games anymore, I could see Nintendo being smart enough to at least keep their assets and spend them into something else in a business like uh actually start like a Nintendo plumbing service where all the plumbers show up dressed as Mario or um or or maybe having like uh like a um, a a s- Pokemon themed uh um like ramen or or sushi restaurant and call it Sushimon. That's that would, has to exist like, already. I, I would imagine um, that it, it So does. basically other ways of milking the franchise. Yeah, and exactly. Goat is losing his mind Nintendo. over some some idea he has. Because if we're going to go that way, we're going to go dark. Well, I'm going dark. Well, and yeah. and Peach Escort service would have to be started. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that already exists. That's dark. <laughs> um, 
I have a phone number I can give you later. Um, okay, cool. All right. And uh, yeah, and uh, Microsoft. Um, I, I, this is this might be a cop out answer, but I honestly think it's the right one. If all of a sudden Microsoft were to fold um, the Xbox division, I believe that all those people would just go over to work on Hololens. Frankly, I yeah. Mean, yeah. For 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 because Microsoft. In case you missed this particular little tidbit, uh, Microsoft announced that the initial version of the Hololens, whenever it sees the light of day, will be for um, like industrial and like and like company use. It won't be yeah. there. Won't be a consumer version. It's going to be for like hospitals and manufacturing and yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. other stuff. So. Like warehouse picking and shit like that. All right. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like a virtual on-screen arrow telling That'd you where awesome. to where to where 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 you ever you got to go. So I kind of imagine that um, that uh, the Xbox team would if they just fold it they, into that. They would just fold it into that. Yeah. Like, well, we got this empty room. Hey, Allen, lens. Get out of the closet. Go down the street here to this building seventeen. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I can think of a better answer for for that question than Charlie did. I mean, uh, jokingly, I could see Microsoft doing something really shitty like. Uh, you know, getting into a business where they like steal things from you and try to sell it back to you for a high premium. You know, that that seems like the sort of thing that they would do. <laughs> you know, buy buy shit that people already have or have created, and then try to sell it to other people for more money than <laughs> the people who made it. I'm sorry, I, we were talking about um, Microsoft or Apple. Both of them. Okay, really. just checking. Companies, you know, that built their empires on stolen stuff. Uh. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, so Zomberg <laughs> continues. Uh, so what's your opinion about this? Um, if what the Nintendo rep guy told me is true, GameStop employees will be, re- will be wearing Yokai Watch shirts because Nintendo paid them to do so. Uh, the thing is, they are being forced to wear them during the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Midnight launch. Um, that would be smart. I, uh, frankly. Yes. I could, I could <laughs> see that. I mean... They don't make you wear because I worked there. They don't make you wear a particular type of lanyard. Well, things you choose to wear the lanyards, but a lot of the things that are printed on the lanyards that mm-hmm. you wear are like, and they started getting like like flavor flave levels of ridiculous with the size of these fucking lanyards. Okay, like, it started out as a standard size lanyard cards, uh-huh. and then it would be like for their power up program, right? Or like whatever the hottest game coming out that was month, it would be like GameStop logos, but they would have whatever the promoted thing was, and of course their company was paid to do that. And then sometimes you'd get these fucking, like, it looked like homeless guy signs because they were huge. <laughs> they were like the width of your torso that had whatever shit was on it. Are you exaggerating or are you being literal? Fucking close, man. Wow. Like, some of them got kind of big for a while there. That's crazy. You know? so, so what about shirts, though? I don't see it as being any different than um, we're paying to put the ad on the lanyard mm-hmm. card that you're wearing. It's just an extension of it. It's just sure. more of your body. You know? Yeah, I, I figure if I'm the guy at, at GameStop Corporate who's in charge of these kinds of promotions and uh, marketing relationships, and um, if Nintendo calls me up and says, hey, we're going to pay you a whole lot of money um, for all of your staff to wear these shirts on uh, these particular days, and uh, I say, hey, one of those is the Black Ops 3 Midnight launch, and uh, they say, yeah, we know. And I would say, how much are you going to pay me? And they say, this many zeros. I say, okay. Yes. I mean, it's they have GameStop. I I I think it kind of is a semi-smart thing to do, just to reinforce the fact that they have no particular brand uh, console allegiance. Yeah, it's it's kind of an open ballpark. No, they're winning twice because they're going to make gazillions of dollars by selling Call of Duty, and then people will be like, "What's that game on your shirt?" Oh yeah, I'll pre-order that too. See, uh, on maybe. the other side of it too, the reason that I don't really think that it's going to make that much of a difference is because, to be honest, most. Think about it as a consumer, and I used to go to midnight releases all the time. I don't go anymore for various reasons, but when you're there standing in line for midnight release, you're not paying attention to what the GameStop people are fucking wearing. You're talking to other people in line about the fervor and excitement of the game that you want. 
I just I'm a I'm a firm believer as especially as I get older. Oh, that yeah. kind of marketing doesn't really work anymore. Actually, that's a really good point. There's so much of an inundation of of just shit around yeah. us for for signage and read this yeah. and look at that and this is bright and that it all just turns into a blur behind you. Everyone ignores it now. I don't think that kind of that kind well, of advertising and marketing at, works at anymore. At midnight when I'm in my PJs at half awake cuz I got up at 11 to go get my game. All I want is my damn game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and all they want is for you to get your game and leave so they can go home. Yeah, cuz they got to be there yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, they've been there since 10. <laughs> and and most of the and I imagine a lot of these situations are people are going to be standing in line outside of the store, right? Yeah, they usually so, do it in waves sure. now. Like yeah, do, so so these people are only going to be seeing these shirts for maybe 30, 45 seconds as, just while they go in and buy their game as, and get kicked out. They're yeah. going to see it as long as it takes for your credit card to process. <laughs> yeah, so actually it's not that big of a deal at all. I mean, come and I can tell it. you from experience working at GameStop, most of the management at that store, or if there happens to be any middle management in there during a particularly large midnight release, they're not, they don't give a shit if you're looking at the shirt that, that Nintendo paid them to wear. They want you looking at all of the peripherals and accessories you might yeah. be able to buy or player's guides or shit you don't need on the way out the door. That makes GameStop money. Mm-hmm. That's right. And yeah. the $3 yeah. disc right. uh, warranty. Protection program or whatever Ooh, stupid God. crap. Plus, we're talking about a game called Yokai Watch. I mean, like, that's a bad, that's a stupid game name. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that is just a dumb name I because no that's not going to pique anybody's interest. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, Somber goes on to ask a final question. Uh, The day of recording, today, uh, October 4th, um, also happens to be World Animal Day. Oh, I love the fuzzies. Um, For gaming characters who are human and haven't morphed into one yet, what do you think their spirit animal should be and why? So pick a gaming character that hasn't been an animal in some form or fashion, and who do you think their spirit animal would be and why? Samus is easy. Spider. You think so? She's got a spider ball. <laughs> I, so it's punny, but is it is it appropriate? I don't know. I don't get the spirit, spirit animal crap. Animal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly, God doesn't like that hippie no, 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 bullshit. Even, I don't understand it. Everybody's like, my spirit animals. I'm like, I don't even know what what, what was the Just, criteria to be a spirit animal. Like, uh, I think if you're putting your application, an in for animal spirit that animal. represents the the personality, character, and spirit of the the human. Yeah, just just uh, yeah, like what when you think of this person and their traits and the way that they are, what animal does it remind you of? Is, is, so is how mine it, is a Tasmanian devil with an Uzi. Yes, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Then yeah, that's terrifying. Um, <laughs> how is your spirit animal not a fucking goat? It's not extreme enough, unless you give him like some sort of heavy artillery. <laughs> There's a theme, man. You blew it, goat. <laughs> you blew it. Um, yes, right. Uh, you're welcome, Ricky. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, I would say that um, uh, just because he's already been brought up in this episode, Commander Shepard's spirit animal uh, would have to be um, a grizzly bear. Why? Because they're both strong and fuzzy. Don't you mean danger floof? <laughs> <laughs> Lost my shit at Boople Snoot. I'm I, sorry. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, see, tangent. Like, I, I, I see Shepard from what I've seen of him in clips and stuff like that being more of a donkey because he's kind of an area jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and he is strong. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, I'll accept that as your answer. Um, You know, probably because he comes off as a smart ass, but I could see Nathan Drake's spirit animal just being Bugs Bunny. I'm not sure that that's a valid answer. You know, it's an answer. It's not the best answer. Uh, Spirit animals. God, this is really tough. 
Um, um, well, so, I mean, so going off of that, like, what's an animal that's considered to be like a prankster? Um, or uh, um, just like a like a like very like a, like a cat. I mean, he's he's. Oh, I could see Kefka from Final Fantasy VI being a snake for oh, there obvious you go. reasons. There you go. You know, that's that's a good spirit animal. Yeah. Um, I I feel like you know what I feel like there are so many like really good answers to this question, and and I'm just not striking on any of them. The fact is, ladies and gentlemen, if we haven't mentioned this already uh, on air, uh, we are all exhausted. Ex- and, well, we're um, all running on fumes. For yeah. some reason, I want to say Link would be an alpaca, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> all right. I get down with that. It's weird, but I can dig it. Like I just, I don't know. Like it, it, I just see him kind of like walking around with the hat on and being like, "Hey." Uh, Mario would be a lemur. Yeah. Um, Peach would be an ostrich. Um, um, here you go. Uh, Shoving her head in the dirt. Monkey from Enslaved would be a, a gorilla. Oh yeah. Well, the name's little, there. Little easy, but yeah. And yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog would be a hedgehog. All right, John. <laughs> Look, I said fucking Taking monkey. The easy I, at right least out. I didn't say monkey would be a monkey. I said gorilla. At least. Oh, all right. Let's 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 use our animal planet knowledge. Make it sure it's a little less douchebaggy. <laughs> at least I didn't blow it on my own name. You're a goat, for God's sakes. Uh, I've got nowhere to go from there. Thank you very much, Songbird, uh, and everybody else for your mailbag responses. Uh, y- you're all getting uh, presents for Christmas. I-, I can almost promise that that is true. Not not from us necessarily, but you will be getting presents. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, John, what do you got coming up in your life? Uh, this coming week, um, Vs Villains has been, uh, you know, we- we're working on a couple of things. This may be the first Halloween we actually don't book anything for live performance. We had something in uh, in the works with a particular allowed? company. Um, I, I know. Isn't that strange? <laughs> uh, we had something in the works that was big with a particular company, and we're still working with them, but the nature of what it is going to be has changed, so we're not going to do a live performance with them. We're going to... Uh, I won't say who yet, but we're going to license out our music to them to use for the Halloween season, which is kind of a cool thing anyways. Hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that more once, uh, once it's all signed, we're still working on it. Um, we are quietly kind of closing things down for a little while to finish working on the record. I mean, we usually work on the record and book at the same time, but there's just too much shit going on for everybody in our lives right now. So we're going to, in order to make sure that the record does not suffer, we're going to focus on that and not book probably, I wouldn't be shocked if we're not booking until probably December. So we're going to take a couple months off. Well-deserved months off where we're just burnt to a crisp. We never take time off. Everybody that follows us knows that we move at the speed of sound all the time, and it's a little bit taxing on the soul. So um, we're doing that and uh, still working on everything else we've been talking about for months, too. So there's no point in, uh, in rehashing that. Um, I might try to play a couple of different things coming up this week, uh, you know, schedule pending, um, you know, as, as well as finish out the stuff I talked about, you know, at the beginning of the show. Um, but other than that, man, that's going to do it. What about you, Charlie? Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, we're, uh, you know, with, uh, with Ciderfest, you know, we're done with our major guest announcements. We will have, uh, music and community guests to announce. Um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we close our panel applications, um, this, uh, this last week. So we're going to be figuring out the panels and the schedules for everything. And so now we're just, I mean, you know, we're, we're under 50 days to con now. And so it's, uh, it's really, a, it's getting down to grind time as far as, uh, getting everything figured out, schedules nailed down, um, just, uh, event and planning and just yada, yada, yada. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to uh, I'm I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to November twentieth, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a super 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 fun time. If anybody's coming up, please let me know so I can uh, so I can say hi to you. <clears throat> and uh, go. How about you? Uh, let's see. What do I got going? We're 
We have a little teaser up on uh, on SoundCloud for Codename Phoenix. Ooh. 16 seconds, just because we've been running technical issues left and right, and this, this album's going to kill all five of us, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> Every time we're like, all right, it's done. <laughs> okay, let's redo that. <laughs> so um, we almost got a track done. Should be up, hopefully this week is what we're pushing forward. A little itty bit takes and twits. We've kind of gone to the point where we're just going to get the demos out for you guys so you can actually listen to it. It's not going to be like high quality HD in your face final cut. They're demos. Do we get yeah. to hear your singer say Cadillac? What was it you said? Cadillac asshole or something? Cadillac like semen. Oh, well, that would be the song. Really, not much better. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we get to hear yes. Cadillac semen. So, so we're working on that. Should have a, hopefully get a track out as soon as and possible. What is this I'm seeing? Um, something mm. about metal boobs, metal boob boobs, metal metal boobs. Oh, that was a whole thing. We were doing a new piece in the in the. Um, in the studio, like just kind of hammering a piece out, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of. And, and my metal friends will know, like we were doing the metal, the metal hand of orb. Yeah, the orb, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, there was two pieces that I did an orb, and I did an orb, and then Skylar grabbed his inf- his fake C cups. Uh oh! And so that's where metal metal boobs came from. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know why he did it. Even he doesn't know why he did it. That's what we laughed and hashtagged it. Got it, got it. Okay. So, yeah, little tidbits on the Twitter of the stupidity that are musicians in a, in a studio looking at a screen. So, listeners, if if you would like to get in on this little inside joke, just so, just just at the very least to confuse your other friends that don't know any better, um, all of your Twitter posts this week, just hashtag them, Metal Metal Boobs. Yes. And, um, and then that way you can kind of find each other and um, you can all be in on this joke that really just means absolutely nothing. But it's still funny. So, yeah. We'll go viral. I don't know. So, other than that, I started My Little Pony this week. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I, um, whoa, whoa, milestone. Whoa. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I, I'm already sitting. Yet I need to sit down. What? Yeah. Well, I, you're talking about your ponies and I, and, I, and I have to give it a fair shake. So And you've been showing me later episodes, but to get to those later episodes that sound like they look really good, I got to go through the shitty episodes that I don't like. It's like Next Generation. You'll you'll get I know, to the good it's stuff. Always every show I've come to conclusion with, they get good. The first two seasons are like dragging your testicles through glass and lemon juice. Okay, not quite that bad. But <laughs> are we going to have to change the the tag to the show to a brony a brony uh, and a no, super villain? No, about no, no, no. It'll be a brony, someone who tolerates it, and a super villain. <laughs> A brony, an ally. <laughs> a, a brony, somebody who dragged their balls through glass and lemon juice, and a super villain. Uh, doesn't, it doesn't quite roll off the no, bone, does it? No, not yeah. so much. But it rolls to the lemon juice. So how far are you? Uh, I, 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 I finished, like, I'm, like, almost done with episode one. <laughs> when I said I started it, oh, I mean I literally so far. started it. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll but be... it's 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 all right. It's okay. I, Quite I, a journey. I, go. No, like, on. well, I had other shit going on, and I was in the studio all day yesterday, and I, I had intentions of watching more than one episode. Okay, all right. but unfortunately, the time space continuum only gave me that section because I was looking at the clock, and I'm like, oh shit, I need to be somewhere. Hang on, Dash. I'll be back. <laughs> more on this next week. Yes, but I'm liking it. We're gonna start days. a weekly segment called My Little Goatee. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's going to be record. I get the day job going, so it's back to normal. Um, there are things being penned that I cannot talk about, but they will be talked about soon. Awesome. Um, I'm on a diet, so I really haven't been drinking beer, so I don't have a beer of the week. For uh, for next week's feature, um, we are uh, is going to be basically in two parts. So, first of all, we are going to have our hands on a copy of Rockman 4, which we will be playing 
uh, most likely streaming beforehand the show, so keep an eye out for that. And um, but at the very least, we'll be talking about our initial reaction review on next week's episode. So our mailbag question to you is going to be, um, uh, uh, what questions do you have about Rock Band Four, if any, that we can try and answer for you that uh, that you haven't found out elsewhere? And also between Rock Band Four and Guitar Hero Live, right? Um, uh, which one are you interested in, if either, and why? Um, so that is our mailbag question to you for next week. Uh, in addition, uh, next week we're also going to be talking about the um, absolute complete disaster that is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Um, there, there's really, I can't really think of anything to ask on this topic, but if you have any, uh, any experience with the game or just in general any, uh, any comments to make on the, the game or the state of this game, uh, feel free to also send those in to us as well, and we will include them in our mailbag. And so with that being said, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K-Charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and John is at the Fallon Flynn. Email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com, or call in and leave us a message at 94926Gamer. Uh, Meckler or, um, or Elfring, if one of you don't call and leave a voicemail about your thoughts on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, I'm going to be very, very disappointed in you. Just saying. Uh, download the official Gamerhead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. In addition, this episode is also going to be our first uh, our first episode that we're going to be also posting on SoundCloud. So going forward, you can also find us on there. Um, thank you, everybody, very much for listening. This has been yet another episode of Gamerhead Radio. Havoc shares Microsoft's vision for empowering people to create worlds and experiences that have never been seen before, and we look forward to sharing them more of this vision in the future. <laughs> Let's just put a little marker right there, and uh, John no, can get no the shit out of his mouth. And, yeah, uh, let me scrape the dookie out of my yeah. mouth. <laughs> now it's an Easter egg. Call, You've call, done call. that to yourself. I just scrape the shit out of my mouth. So, so. Tastes like grass. <laughs>